special episode of Rob a Podcast. No, Barry, none of us can hear you. Are you talking right now? <laughs> Poor fucker. He's been, crack- he's been cracking right. jokes left, right and centre. Uh, we are off to a flying start. Oh, this isn't flying, this is falling with style. Barry's can you speak. hear me now? Yeah! <laughs> so I plugged in John's mic to try and get that mic to work and it wouldn't work. So I'm back onto my laptop mic. Cool. You sound fine though. Cool, okay, great. You haven't got the the finesse of a standalone mic, but we'll let you off. Yeah, it's fine. It sounds like our first episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. Remember those days? Oh, I remember those times when we were recording. Yep. Halcyon days. <laughs> Good <mind>. album. <laughs> you know, their first album is better than their first album. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Um, yeah, anyway, something, something. Welcome to Roll Better Podcast. We're interviewing Dom. Hi, Dom. Hey Dom, what's up, gang? <laughs> Wait, what? Why I'm perfectly fine, thank you. <laughs> I could be dumb if we want. Farmers, <laughs> shepherds, so many people. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm getting stressed. Just a deep breath. Imagine a number and then breathe out. A number and then breathe out. <sighs> okay. Who's the number seven? Dom, do you want to tell us what the hell you are? Who the hell am I? Well, I am one of the quality assurance playtesters at Steamforge Games. That basically means if kind of your Perkinses and your Bryces are kind of the guys that come up with the ideas, I am one of the guys that gets told if their ideas are any good or not. (laughs) (laughs) It is then entirely up to them if they decide to take that advice. Um, But essentially, uh, what I do day in, day out is play games. So if, uh, although I say I'm playing games, it's like, Whenever I, whenever I mention it to people, and then they do the whole, oh, so you just play games. It's like, yes, but. The but is that by the time you guys get it, it should hopefully be finished and complete and everything should work. Uh, at the point I have it, I'm looking for faults or things that may not work. Um, so almost like, well, you've all played video games. Like, say, like, um, like, like in Fallout, when things start, like, glitching through the floor, for example, it's my job to catch, like, a board game equivalent of that. So, so yeah, if that, we put a basket on Thresher's head, then we shouldn't be yeah. able to steal things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, You're looking for stuff that just doesn't work, stuff that's too good, too bad, <laughs> stuff that isn't fun to play, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, uh, I, you know, I've d- a lot of the board games coming out, um, some more of the more recent Guild Wars stuff, like, I can share part of the blame for that, like, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, the reason we're here to talk is because, first of all, we love you, your friend. Well, I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> Secondly, as discussed, you are a employee of Steamforge Games, and mm-hmm. you did some work on what we're actually discussing today, the minor guild of your major guild, the Shepherds. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I, I, I push for bees, but uh, apparently this had already been locked in miles before... Uh, I, 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 I joined the company so um, yeah like about a, a week or so into the job uh, they were like oh do you want to stay uh, after after work on this Tuesday uh, we'll test some Guild Wars stuff oh by the way it's this minor guild and I was like well dang now now, now I'm invested now I'm really invested <laughs> in this project um, 
Yeah, like, um, yeah, it's no secret if you know me and kind of how I play Guild Ball, I basically had, well, I played a bit of Butchers to begin with, but I basically mono the orange team. Yeah. So kind of getting to work on their minor guilds. It, it, it's it's almost like, have you seen that meme that's kind of been going around that's like, it's the, two, it's the two panel one of, your music saved my life, and then it's like the Wiggles or something. It's like, it's a little bit hyperbolic, but it's kind of like that. It's If you could give me any project to work on, it would have been the Farmer's Minor Guild, like... That is pretty much um, pretty much dream project to be involved in. So kind of to have the models and to see everyone's reactions to them has been uh, really uh, really something and really special. It's been probably a That's highlight really of, my, cool. of my time there. Yeah. That's really awesome to hear. I love that. Yeah. I mean, um, it, we are all sad they aren't the bees, but we all love what we've got, and I love how much you have enjoyed working on them. That's awesome. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, Perkins did jokingly say once, he was like, uh, yeah, you should totally, like, pitch the bees. And, like, Bryce was like, nope, nope, the game's not having sodding bees in it. Um, so, you know, you we've tried. Bees are important. They are, they are. That's kind of why my um, For Your Designer player competition, I, I made Beekeeper. The the goose is, I think, slightly better designed, but the um, bee was kind of, I, I was kind of Ill, Ill on that particular day. As soon as I saw the, the little abbot go up, I was like, right, I, I know exactly what I'm writing. It, it actually kind of started with the fluff piece, uh, and then kind of the rules came second. Um, I but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I loved your player. So Dom Dom has already submitted um, our, a player for our design a squaddy slash mascot competition. Um, mm-hmm. I had a short discussion with Dom about it, and I thoroughly love it. We can maybe chat a little bit about it um, later on. Would would be really good for you to just chat about a bit about cool. it. Cool. Why why you designed them that way? Because I think it's brilliant. Why? Because I need help. <laughs> I need a lot of help. Um, so, what are we going to do now, shepherds? Mm-hmm. Um, I have played a guild. I have played a game with them, rather. I okay. Um, around forty-five minutes before we started recording this, I finished playing against my roommate. Uh, we played f- uh, shepherds into farmers as a little exhibition match to test out what they can do. <clears throat> I've got to say. The, the kick pressure feels pretty freaking great with Shearer, Herder, ramming speed and Shearer's um, shearing, like, wh- where they shear. Mm-hmm. Like, that, the, the pressure you can exert on kickoff feels pretty great. Um, yeah, like, I think it's something we've been making a deliberate effort to do more recently is kind of as well as having... The model that actually kicks off applying kickoff pressure, also trying to have secondary models that either have a lot of kickoff pressure themselves because of the distance they go, or having other things in there that allow you to move other models up. So obviously in mm. Shepherds you have um, like Herder or Shearer would be a perfectly fine kickoff model, but then whichever one you don't kick off with, you could then go with Ram and use Battering Ram, and um, they've got another trait that allows them to. Uh, have another model dodge two called uh, flock. So oh, yeah. like you, about flock. You've quasi got um, like fest like most of festivals legendary attached to that planter, um, and like it's not just shepherds that have kind of that kind of double kickoff pressure really. I mean you have things like um, like soma anuma for example. Um, yeah. You know there, there there are several things now in the game that have been introduced where it's not just one kickoff threat you're contending with. It could be one. It could be. Be you know it could be several more models altogether, but yeah, a lot of the talk because um, I know that um, Fraser's think of picking them up has been on kind of what they've been like uh, on, on on the receive. But like on my initial 
uh, read through them once we had all the cards in. Yeah, like you said, kind of all a lot all the character traits kind of put together. I was looking at it going, well, there's real good kickoff pressure here, but kind of kicking off is kind of my comfort zone because uh, I've been playing a lot of festival and a lot of my fresher play has predominantly been kicking off. So kind of kicking off to where I'm most comfortable. But I mean, whereas I guess with farmers, you're kicking off predominantly for uh, takeout pressure. Uh, Shepherds being a bit more of a two-two guild. It could be football. It could be takeouts as as well. Then they could go. I think they can go either way a bit easier than farmers probably can. But comparing the farmers, obviously they're, they're not going to hit as hard. Um, I, I think you said before the recording, Matt, that you found that um, like although they could fight, it was not as prevalent as when playing farmers. Was was that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. I'd I'd say they they've got some fallback. I think the the point I was going to make before the recording, and I'm glad you brought that up now, is definitely in my opinion, of the minors and possibly better than several majors, they feel like they have one of the better flexes from a 3-0 game into a 2-2 game. I'm pretty sure they feel like a 3-0 guild, ideally. You think they they go 3-0? That's interesting. Well, okay. Maybe maybe this is skewed (laughs) by my experience so far. I think they... I think they 3-0 nicely and can do 2-2 quite well. I think they struggle to play a 2-2 flexing into a 4-1 where it might be needed. So I mm. think you're more likely to flip to between a 3-0 and a 2-2 because your only other output models for damage, really, apart from Herder, are the dogs. And Herder's output is good, it's reliable, it's not high. Well, what we found, I think that kind of links into something we found when developing the guild um herder is definitely like she definitely fits that mold of a super solo captain to a yeah. degree so when we were making the team we found that that kind of a lot of the, your resources and, and actually a lot of the power of the team at least initially was all around herder and kind of an interesting thing i noticed as we were developing them was kind of we reached a point where we felt well if there's too you know there's also too much going on on herder what can we take from Herder and then like pass that out to the rest of the team? So you haven't got all of all of your kind of eggs in that one basket, so to speak. Um, that was definitely definitely something that happened. Like originally, I, I recall weak point, for example, which is on Lamb. That was originally a Herder thing, and we were like, well, we don't want to take everything away from her, but we wanted to be doing like say, there's a concept in game design of levers. So kind of what you can pull, what you can't pull. And we felt that, well, you know, a lever we can pull is like maybe take one or two character plays away from one model and maybe give them to a planter, for example. You don't want your planters to be doing lots of immense damage, for example, but kind of giving them like maybe a slight, a, a small character, play, for example, gives them a role to be doing. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm curious to see because there was, there, it sounded like there was some rebuttal there from uh, Barry and... Oh, yeah, by all means. About, yeah, yeah, we kind um, of talked over them. <laughs> No, 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 no. It was more about when I said the sort of where I felt their sort of game plan lay. I think, um, Baz, I think you sounded like you maybe disagreed or had some other thoughts. No, it was the fact that you said they were three and oh, and I was just agreeing 100%. That, like, when I'm looking at them, I'm looking at the captain going, the captain's going to get me takeouts. But yeah, I'm the, the football pressure off these guys just looks fantastic. The dogs like roaring a ball off people and oh just it's gonna be football galore i cannot wait 
when it was we heard about Shepherds, I was like, okay, cool. I don't really like farmers. I don't really think I'm going to like Shepherds. As soon as the cards dropped, I was like, well, I'm in on these. That's it. Yeah. I That's... mean, you've got you've got honor as well. So like, you need even more movement. For her legendary but who do you drop? I... That's on. it. Matt's got it. Who do you exactly. drop? I... Like that is a like every time I've been talking about list construction with the guys in the office, it's like I'd love to get veteran honor in there for a bit more like uh, kickoff pressure, and it's like yeah, but who do you drop? And it's like well, you can't really do Lamb because he's your main harvest marker dropper. You can't do Ram because he helps with that kickoff pressure so much. You can't really do the dogs because they're they're kind of your secondary output model. And he can't really do Shearer either because he's a football. He's a football guy. So in a way, I think we've done a real kind of like, like that seven. That box seven is really tight, which is really nice from a a game design perspective because you've got all those elements kind of flowing together and it shows that everything kind of clicks together nicely. But then from the crossover points, actually, it probably is something good overall because I, I guess what you want to do when you're designing something is you want to give people difficult options. You don't want to give them easy options. And I guess yeah. we're still relatively early in kind of the Shepherd's meta game if you will. So not everyone's going to have the answers yet. So if it means that we just need to put table time into figuring out, oh, Honor goes in, in here instead of that model in this matchup, then Drop that's the dogs. probably for the best. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. You shut Hush your whore mouth. mouth. Adams. Why do you uh, think that, sir? Uh, well, well, the times you need Honor is like the max pressure kind of like you're going all in. I'm just not sold on the dogs as models that have two inf cap. Mm-hmm. Because then they have two inf cap and can be counterattacked multiple times. And I really like the dogs when you're splitting off harassing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really like Valna Legendary. And if I had to push put her in, I'd put her in over the dogs. Because I don't think you can drop Shira and I don't think you can drop the other two either. But I think out that- of the box seven, the dogs are the mm-hmm. most droppable. That's really interesting because we recorded with Singled Out on Friday, and the impression I got there was it was very much the dogs were some of the all-stars. That seems to be kind of Fraser's understanding of the team as well. I mean, what the dogs can do is because they activate simultaneously, you don't have to do one, then do the other. So I, although they are two models, each with a two-inch cap, I kind of see them as, I guess, a one, a two-four model split across two bases, if that makes sense. I guess can... this is because I haven't played Shepherds, obviously, so this is just all initial sure, knee-jerk. Of course. Um, I just... When you're looking to like get work done, like, if I need this model to go and do something, the last thing I want is them to have a two-inf cap. Sure. And I think I inherently <laughs> want to split the dogs apart, because that's how sheep dogs work. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of what I use them a lot for in playtests. So I, rem- I, I, I remember my receives of Shepherds quite, quite uh, fondly because it would, um, you know, you'd have situations like Sharp kicking into me or Hammer kicking into me, and I'd be like, right, okay, I'm going to have one of my three one VP models to go and collect the ball. They're going to kick it back. They're not going to move afterwards. Um, the models you can attack are worth nothing. <laughs> um, so the Shepherds can do this real kind of interesting. It's a little bit like when I played Malifaux. I played um, the Bayou faction of that, which had a lot of kind of cheap throwaway unit, units. The Shepherds almost have kind of that chaff unit feel, where you can just go, well, here's Crook, here's Hook, here's Babe. I have three models that I don't really care about to go and grab the ball. Um, remove them if you want to. It's only going to be good for me in the long run. So 
Kill one of the um, dogs and babe. Let me have a plus five tack furious dog. Give it I to have, me. I have had that dog in that particular situation. I, he either one-rounded or got very close to one-rounding Hooper. That's probably the highest <laughs> peak I've gotten of one of the dogs so oh, far. No. How? Yeah. yeah. Okay, what situation was Hooper in before the dog started its activation? He was on two. Yeah, there we go. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, like, I very, like, you know when you have, like, those YOLO activations where you go, well, I've got two on this thing, so I'm just going to go and do this thing and see what happens? It was one of those. I, I remember Hooper being basically fine and then just kind of throwing this dog in and being like, oh, okay, I just, like, double wrapped. O okay, sure. Um, again, like, results, I would imagine, will vary, but it's probably the yeah. silliest instance I've had of the of one of the dogs dealing with something. Um, and I think going back to what Dan said about kind of like at least looking at just their card, I think they're probably... I think if there is like kind of a deepest model in the guilds, I think it has to be the dogs because nothing... There's there's not much else in the game that works exactly like them. You've got Avarice and Greed and you've got Brain Pan and Memory, but realistically I haven't seen either of those for a, a good long while. And even then, the dogs still work... They're not exactly like those. There's yeah. enough shades of difference there. So if there's kind of one model, one pair of models, I'm going to be really need, going to need to spend time getting my head around when I play the Shepherd's Gun and Proper. It's going to be Hook and Crook, I think. When you were saying about uh, dropping the dogs for their honour, Dan, where would you put their honour in? Who again? Oh, I have no idea. I've not played the guild. I was just... <laughs> I was just no, if, no, you're, but, if you're looking sorry. to drop someone, that honour, the dogs seem the most obvious obvious one because it feels like sure. you'd be dropping the matchups where you want that on it feels like it would be ones where you're kicking yes i think right. that's correct uh because the legendary is inherently like i get to off with the second model and probably they're the matchups where you need to threat extend a whole lot because like you can vet on a legendary plus ramming plus flock plus all the, all the rest yeah, of it yeah. and at that point the dogs have a long way to go before they're relevant and if you're kicking, you can't you can't drop Shiro, you can't drop um, Ram, and I really like Lamb, so I'm probably not dropping Lamb. I think Lamb's ability to drop Harvest Markers in exactly yep. where you want them really played for me. I think that was it's the four inch place of two Harvest Markers is really important. Yep. So I dogs think... have got that feel of the Baz way of playing to me, where <laughs> they like on paper, looking at them, you're like, oh, that'll be really cool if it does X Y Z. The idea of one charging somewhere or going and just like licking someone's leg and then howling at the other person, dropping the ball, it scatters, the other one goes, picks it up and makes the pass. There's that just just screams Barry, but I, I can see wait. me doing uh, it and oh, the yeah, ball scattering wait. the wrong way and then my other dogs activate. Don't get me wrong, points. I love the dogs and I sincerely hope they work and I sincerely hope that I don't have to play that honour. <laughs> but if I have to put that honour in, I, I can see me dropping the dogs. I... Th I I think Dan is right. I will never do it. <laughs> I think the dogs are just so gimmicky. There'll be that one time they work. I mean, with Matt, they'll work every time he rolls the dice. But, oh, it, like, you know, it will work. And you will get that story of, I did this with the dogs. And you go, fine, you did. Well done. Yeah, but, like, I, I think a lot of guilds have kind of that one model that is barely in your roster. And it's hanging on by a thread. And then there's that one game where you play it. And it does absolute stars for you and you're like oh I've like 
I can't get rid of you now after you did that. It's like, yeah. I think a lot of guilds have that. Like, Buckwheat was my that for ages. Huh. Back when I had Grange in my rosters, like, oh, well, like, I'm just going to use Peck all the time, and then Buckwheat goes and does, like, a silly goal run. The dogs feel them. What's most attractive to me about them is, apart from the fact that they are dogs, which is crucial. But they're but, also um, a dog. They're so cool. Love dogs. Um, they are really versatile and really interesting to use. Like the the the, the weird options you can get are a lot of uh, just a lot of fun to play, and I think can be really powerful because there's so much, so many different things you can do with the dogs' activation. Yeah, you can just wail on for damage and hope for some occasional spike up to threes with some crowd outs or shit, but. Like against Chad, using one to crowd out, hit a howl, then hook come buys away and then runs off to get the ball that's just howled off and stuff like that. It just feels really fun. Mm. Um, yeah, fun, but also gimmicky. Like, it's not reliable. Therefore, I understand your talk of fun. But when you're yeah. saying which you... I understand what you're saying. There has never been a more talk... John sentence of I understand your talk of fun. <laughs> but it just doesn't work. Like, But it did. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I would really like that Honor's Legendary to hit both dogs. Oh, yes, please. Release the hounds. Well, I think they've got a lot of power on the on the receive as well because, again, you, you don't need to finish one's entire stack of influence before you go on to the other they can like just keep passing the ball between each other yeah i was just thinking of that just pass to each other for momentum and then just like drop the ball on the striker you want to have the ball mm. and, and like if you have shira nearby like that's a three seven kick between the two of them so that's yeah good i'd also say where i found them really useful is because of their speed they're very good at recovering the ball and sitting six inches away from herder so that she can on my mark them Mm. That felt because their six-inch kick felt really, really useful to have to be to, to have them as ball holders where the ball isn't dead in that team was was really nice. I found that on my receive quite often in playtest. I have one on one side and one on the other, um, and just just because then it kind of covers both ends. You, you get that kind of well. I've never looked into sheep herding too much. I, to, <laughs> too um, much. I, to, to, well. If you're involved on a farmer's project in Steamforge, I think it's a requirement for you, like, at least one part of your family to be involved in the farming business, because there's an uncle on my mum's side of the family that does have a farm, and I have sat and driven on a tractor for a second or two before <laughs> falling my eyes out. So, although it's not quite literally growing up on a farm, like, I'm vaguely aware of how, like, um, uh, sheep herding works, but, like, there's, like, maybe one sheepdog on kind of each side, so I think we've kind of... Yeah replicated that and that was kind of like that was not a thing we got right away in place that's like the dogs required constant and constant and constant revisions like to begin with they had this really it was it was a rule that read really easily on paper and was thematically really cool but it raised so many questions when we were actually playtesting it so like i think they were depending on how close they were to each other there was like a invisible line between the two of them that couldn't be crossed which was it read really well and started off really interesting on the table, but it raised up so many questions. So the dogs were a constant process of, if the dogs were kind of like a large block of granite, you're making a statue out of it, kind of like chiseling away to kind of 
get the model that worked on the table, but also kind of got that feel across of the herding and the sheepdogs, yeah. uh, which I think we managed to get across. Um, uh, also worth pointing out with the dogs as well, uh, herding means that if you don't want to take out things with damage, you've got the option of ring outs. Like the dogs really contribute yeah. to the ring out potential that shepherds have as well. Yeah, and that yeah that that felt like a really good option for them. Um, so I don't know. Do we want to go through the models individually, or do we want to just keep chatting sort of haphazardly? I'm I'm fine with haphazardly. I think that we should probably go individual, shouldn't we? Sure. Yeah. We're not going to card read because by this time every podcast is card read, or people have just seen the cards because several people have eyes. Um, so if we start with Herder mm-hmm. now. I agree with what you said, Dom, and I know you've said that it's sort of it's been toned down from where she was, maybe in terms of the power budget. Playing this game, I felt like a lot of the the sort of the strength of the guild was in Herder. She is a real superstar captain. Oh, totally. I think and like she flexes between two two quite well uh, as well. Yeah. Like that that playbook. There's just so much value in in that playbook uh, <laughs> as well. I think kind of the moment that kind of. The character finally clicked in playtest for me was when uh, we gave her on my mark, which we've only mm. ever before seen on on black card. But we were looking at her and just going, "Well, she's this super solo, but realistically, we were just putting six on her and having her go into things and just like hit it a bunch of times. What can we do to make her feel Sounds more like footbally? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, it turns out when you have me and Bryce playtesting something, our natural response is just to go and hit it with the two inch melee zone mark. I mean, I mean, the front of the card is very Thresher. Right, well, right. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. She looks very Thresher at first glance, and going into this game, I looked at her and thought, "Oh, yeah, that's pretty Thresher." But then, so much else about her card comes together to make her very, very different from him. She well, doesn't think anything like Thresher when she's playing. I think, like, just looking at the playbook, I mean, there's a couple of notable differences. I think she's a little bit more maneuverable because she's got that momentous push dodge on on two, but unlike Thresher, her knockdown is non-momentum, so although the knockdown's in the same spot, it's not generating momentum for you. Um, and also she, ha- she hasn't got a like a, a debuff, like they ain't tough either, so and also her playbook is one is one higher as well, yeah. which like Thresher really starts hitting half the damage when he starts rapping and yeah, she, she's just balanced a little bit short. harder to do it. Huh? Nothing. <laughs> No, 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 no. Go ahead. <laughs> if anything, it's a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she, yeah. She, like, the fact that she doesn't, or, like, naturally rap. Um, oh, yeah, true. Is, yeah. is significant and does make her feel a bit more, a bit more grounded, a bit more sensible. Even though, kind of, all the numbers are in the same. I think that's kind of what initially, when I first looked at the playbook, I, 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 I had the same thought. It's like, it's, it's it's very similar to the Thresher. If you look, if you're just looking at big orange numbers, most of those orange numbers are either in the same spot or in a very similar spot. It's only kind of when you then look outside of the numbers, um, you go, oh, like yes, it's similar, but it's not exactly the same. And of course, she can't get a three-inch melee zone either, which is absolutely huge. Kind of what makes Thresher, I guess, so... still threats the same distance though. Yeah, yeah, but like. It is nice from a new player standpoint that, like, if you are like, I'm a farmer's player and I'm relatively new, and you can see, here's my miner, and these are comparable models. Oh, true, like, yeah, like, I, I think that's, uh, like, I think Lamb's a bit similar like that as well. Like, you look at Lamb, you go, well, it's not... Well, I exactly. understand how to play this model. Exactly, exactly. 
you don't put any influence in it unless you really need to. And you just kind of leave it there, like one maybe. But we'll get onto that. We'll get onto that boy later. Yeah, I love that. Um, so something I'd like to point out on a card is is the legendary rest up. Like we were <sighs> so we good. Were, I, I just think it's kind of cute. It's like, oh, oh guys, you're you're a little bit worn out. Go and have a kip. Go and have a kip. Um, I like, didn't. I didn't right? have um, put me back in coach in this game, and it oh, I was so angry because th- this guild just feels like if they get put me back in coach, it doesn't matter. What else? What other cards you have? You slam put me back in, coach. That's the first card you are taking. Shepherd's players are going to feel so smart when they get that combo off. They're going to feel so smart. <laughs> um, smart. It's being like the denial is just massive. I mean, just I think ignoring the fact about the fucking the, the card. Yeah, fine. It's a gimmick and it works, but you'll get dealt it X percent, whatever. <laughs> fucking rest up. You do it every time. Oh, you trap my model. That's cute. Watch this. <laughs> See, I, think... I I knew you were going to use it just to deny points more than yeah. more. Well, yeah, I think it's insane. Like in the yeah. in the matchups where you can't be the complete football aggressor, the back of her card is ridiculous because yeah, you're like my entire crazy. guild has close control. The entire right, everyone, like literally all of them within six. Um, that's all of them. Um, that's all of them in this game. How um, big's a pitch? <laughs> and then. If they try and get the takeout, you're like, oh, all that non-momentous damage, you're piling influence to try and kill my ram. It just doesn't matter. Do you think ram's the kind of um, the, the, the peak rest-up target then? Well, no, I've just pulled something out of the air of what sure. looking for the model that takes a non-damage guild a while to kill. Uh-huh. If you're um, doing a big aggro kickoff, sort of waiting a little while to go with Herder and Shearer, or kind of going as early as you can and like Herder's activation is just pop a harvest market to get everyone gets close control kill her, kill um, Ram and this is, and then Herder and Shearer are going after the ball at 4-2 close control I just want to see so many teams faces when you top of turn 2 use your legendary on Ram and smile because other people are trying to work out okay the game's changed now like so many people have got plans for top of turn two, but none of those plans ever, ever consider plus two armor on all of your models. <laughs> like <laughs> you just sit there with a big fucking grin on your face and go, "Yeah, go on, try and delay it till turn three. By the way, I'm scoring again." Yeah, I, I, I think that's a really good point, John. I, I, I popped it turn one. I couldn't keep it in my pants. I wanted maximum safety on kickoff. In hindsight, you kind of maybe don't need it depending on who you're playing into. And where they've got their influence, obviously board state, it's guild ball. But just, yeah, by, I... just by the way that people like have played the game for so many years, at the top of turn two is such a standpoint of the game where so much shit happens, where so many people you could like basically just go over the top, balled out with ram, and then just sit there in the middle of the board. When someone then tries to like surround ram or get him into a place where you're going to die, no fucking influence on them. Sit there with herder and go, team's got plus two armor now. I mean, trying to surround Ram is a sort of losing situation as it is, because all he has to do is activate and just go, well, no. Ram just leaves. Well, I'm still confused, because they've printed the size wrong on the base size for Ram, but we'll get that. No, it's meant to be 40. Like, he was, uh, he changed size. Uh, I I mean, it's not. It's a Ram. (laughs) So upsetting. I mean, just... The scale of the thing in the artwork, it it should have been 50, but we'll, we'll get to that. So... Um, does anyone actually? Do we have anything else we want to say about Herder? I think Herder's really good. 
I think she's heard is going to confuse the fuck out of people. I can't believe she has close control to the entire guild. Yeah. No, that's fucking and crazy. And it's a trait. <laughs> oh. oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, she felt super maneuverable, really fast, but having the ability to at least do some moderately good damage and it's momentous, it's, it's a really nice, flexible captain. Um, but I do think her primary focus should be getting four points a turn, maybe six where it's on the card. Just all the points. She gets all the all points. All the points, lots of momentum, happy days. And she's chunky as well. She takes a little while to go down at 4.022 boxes. Yeah, 4.022 boxes and her dis- double disengages on two? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, pushed on. And she's, I'd like to she's... ask why she's carrying a lamb to the Gilbert pitch. Uh, well, it's kind of like a... Where, where else are you going to put it? Yeah, what right? is she, like, some kind of shepherd? Yeah, like... I mean, like she's gonna ba- put on the goalpost, goal riding on the back of the mascot. I'll say, Babe's got a saddle. Babe hasn't got a saddle, Dan, it's armour, we've discussed this. But I want to see a lamb riding Babe. Riding on a pig, baby, baby, baby. Um... That is my one herder question. She's fantastic. I love her, but why has she got a lamb? That's the uh, that's the question for the person that sculpted the model. <laughs> I'll ask. Yeah, message Russ. Russ, wait, was Explain it Russ? yourself. Was it ben, do we know? Um, I do out. not. I do not know who sculpted that. Go. Cool, we'll find out. What's what's going on with the lamb, mate? Uh, Want to explain yourself there? Yeah. Just <laughs> tell me what's going on right here. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Herd is amazing. The pig is interesting. I love the pig. I forgot yeah. about pack mentality in my game, but it didn't come into it really. Um, yeah, yeah. Like... Pack mentality is a really, really nice addition. Um, it's an ability, obviously, we've only ever seen on snow so far, hmm. but it kind of just ups the potential um, resilience of this guild when it's already, you know, they've, they've already got bigger. Bigger health boxes than most. Well, I think it's a way of kind of uh, obviously with your minor guilds, you're trying to replicate a little bit of that feel that you have from the major guild. And farmers have a lot of uh, anti-condition tech that kind of covers the whole kind of smorgasbord of conditions. Whereas, like, we want to get that kind of feel across with shepherds, but we don't want to literally give them the same kind of access to that tech. We want to give them a little bit of it. So, I think pack mentality is kind of a neat way of kind of touching base with the major guild but not kind of literally doing the same thing again. And I think it's also a neat way of kind of getting more of that kind of cooding feel in and this time rather than kind of dogs barking things around the pitch it's I like that. Yeah, the pig kind of just nicely asking people to kind of trot backwards. Yeah, I like that. That's a really good point. That's a that's a oh, that's a hell of an explanation, Dom. Very that well was good, Dom. Well played. <laughs> um and also like I generally find when it comes to the condition deck and farmers, like knockdown is kind of the is the most important one majority of the time anyway. So although it's not as say as strong as I don't know, like when the cock crows, for example, it's still you know, not you know, dealing with knockdowns is pretty good. Yeah, but like every every influence someone puts into knocking you down is an influence, they're not doing some damage, so it's alright. Exactly. And I mean and also, being less strong than when the cock crows is a pretty <laughs> wide margin. It's a hell of a metric, right? Probably oh. fine, right? Also worth pointing out as well, like um, you mentioned Herder's counterattack. If you get the magical Christmas Britain situation of that counterattack yeah. dodge from Pat Mentality, 
You are laughing so hard. I hope you were Thresher or half. Get fucked. Although, <laughs> it, how is she not knocked down if it's how or half? But yeah. With Sappen. Not to you, but with Sappen. Just gonna say, you, with, you'll experience it one day. With? With? You say? What does that mean? Fail, I believe. Um, I like poop. Uh, I like the poop on it. I like. Yeah. The, I like the. I like the. the uh, I like the pig poop. I hope that anyone who has shepherds makes poop markers. Yeah. Just little, just little poop farmer markers. I've stolen the idea of Tom. I want to say Elliot, the guy who did those cool Viking masons, and he's doing the um, the pagan style farmers. Um, I think it was Tom something. Um, yeah, I've stolen his Elliot, idea. Yeah. yeah, I've stolen his idea of putting little twenty-eight mil sheep on thirty-two mil bases. So I've got some some sheep on the way to be my harvest markers. But I'm gonna leave one as just a pile of dung because that's gonna be that's gonna be my babe marker. Uh, I was discussing what he was going to do to Pagan for Shepherds with him at the um, Stay Salty events uh, a couple of weeks back. And I think what we decided on for the dogs was you actually leave the dogs as is, but you get like some water effect or like some of the interesting basing stuff you can get from GW. And you put that at the corners of their mouths, so it looks like they're foaming at the mouth. You actually leave the models as is, but you kind of uh, give them the, like, the foaming dog thing. Make them um, rabid. Yeah. I like um, that. Of course, the other character play helps towards that um, ring out game as well. So, um, and also, it's a ranged way to break um, resilience as well. So, yeah, loads of applications there. I got to roll for almost, it. Got to roll for it. But I can almost see kind of like you know how sometimes you play fish and you have tentacles and you go for that bonus times lines and it kind of a lot of stuff hinges on it. I can almost kind of see the same kind of very important mascot play happening with Babe as well. Where you're like, I need this bar on you to work for one reason or another. <laughs> it's bonus time and mascot activation. Let's go. It'll go up in the uh, lofty heights of uh, blind goad, bar on you, <laughs> yeah. dreadful shriek. It won't go in the same league as goad. Goad was godly. <laughs> Still is. Is anyone else looking at the artwork and just thinking, babes of prick? It's a smug little <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's that. That is a, that is a smug. Hey, thing. hey, that's my poop. Yeah, you're picking up. You're picking up my poop. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the model doesn't. The model looks the complete opposite. The model looks really sweet and innocent. Yeah, it looks it does look adorable. A, a little bit sad. A little bit like aww. I know. I just see joy in that pig's face. Like, I just think he's a prick. He looks fucking smug, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's Parrish as a pig. Fucking Parrish. <laughs> Arrogant bacon. Sit there, smug grin. Like a pig in I like it. Well, he's obviously, that's, that's obviously the face he's made after the opponent's uh, triggered pat mentality and forgotten about it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And, and he's done bar MU and then shat and sat him. Why didn't we call droppings like a pig in dot dot dot? Yeah, that... Because you... Thank you. I, I had that idea on the last episode we recorded before we even knew what the Shepherd's cards looked like and it just it didn't happen and it's guys oh. oh, come on I, I think we'll join the fork off and but in mascot terms good mascot right I'd say so yeah I'd say good mascot yeah really solid there's, there's, there's a couple of nice mom results on there 
Like the mom, the mom two on three. It's not, it's not that achievable, but it's kind of nice to have in a pinch. No one's um, attacking with attack three farmers mascot. Uh, you want to fucking bet, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna find a way. That's three sixes. That is. What a prick. Yeah. You can't even trick a bar around you off the playbook. That would be really nice. So, kill the mascot, play get back in there, coach, or whatever it is. He's, he's got love creature on himself, and he goes just to charge the guy that killed him. I love it. Yes. yes. Other friendly great. models. Unlucky. <laughs> Revenge so, the pig. Um, rest up does nothing in this situation. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, yeah, this is this is one of the ones where... The punishment mechanic is kind of just a tiny little sprinkle on top of your mascot died. I mean, well, I mean, it, it is a mascot. If there's going to be one model on the Guildhall pitch that is not going to have as much of an impact as all the others, it's going to be the mascot. Like, yeah, but it's yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, unless yeah, unless they're pet. No. Yeah, sure. Uh, mascot more. dies to condition damage. Single dart doesn't get affected, right? Because it's not an enemy model that kills. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's condition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's a really, really nicely designed mascot. And like on that turn where you really need the ball to be dead, a five-two in cover. Sure. Yeah, I've been that guy. I totally <laughs> that guy. five-two in cover with close control. Let's not. Oh that. yeah, five-two <laughs> in cover, close control. Oh, I hope your striker has four dice. And also, on weirdly, one. one of my favourite models, I think, to put the. Um... Uh, the the ram ability on that you must oh, yeah, attack this model. Right. Yes, to get love creature. The pig. Just like I love it, yeah. you just put that on him and jam the five o pig into their like six stack <laughs> captain. Go here you go. Get the food. Oh, you need the food. <laughs> I like that. Oh, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that so much. There are so many kind of like little interesting janky things you can do with this team that are mm. just gonna be like, oh, really? Like you're doing oh. that. The more I look at it, the more it gives me marbles vibes, and the more it makes me happy. <laughs> Just like you're pushing the pig four, going, it's it. Or you put that on the pig, and then your grin turns like that pig's fucking grin, <laughs> and you just move him in and smile at them and go, hit my pig. The playbook's even marbleish. You do it against like a model with no pushes or no decent pushes or dodges, but like decent damage, so they like have to kill or something. Them. They like, single themselves out. Also, or you put it in on the striker, and it's going to feel so bad when they whiff and hit like their one result. It's like, well, I can't tackle you, so I guess I'm dealing you one. <laughs> guess I'm getting a creature. I'll take non one one then. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh. Awesome. And that is exactly why he looks like a prick. Yeah, that's why he's a prick. I can't wait to play him. Um, should we talk about the the, the goodest boys, the goodest boys ever? Hook and Crook. Well, we uh, always spoke about them a little bit earlier on. Yes, so we did. What else would you like to cover? I suppose there's not too much else to cover except just uh, these are the models that make me want to play this guild, even more so than the exceptional all stars striker damage in a pinch captain who is like a huge part of the of the power of the guild these models because they're dogs because they have lots of interesting tech and because they have momentous damage and they're, ju they're just really cool they're just a really cool new player because they work differently to almost every other player in the game I do yeah. love how the uh, dodges have to literally be called something different because they functionally do something fundamentally different from each other. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah. Like, I, I think that's also kind of... Um, the, the names of those character plays is kind of like... That's the last vestige of kind of the original... Like, those plays didn't change much in playtest. Those names are kind of the last vestige of kind of the... A lot of the real deep sheep herding lore that Bryce had in these models originally. Like, the, <laughs> um, them, like... They, oh, they used to do all, like, all types of things, and they used to be called... Uh, they Again, they used to be more kind of like shepherding uh, like e- Easter eggs in there as well, but kind of, yeah, those character plays are kind of the... harking back to uh, that original version for me. I think I the mean, Venn uh, diagram yeah. of Guild players who play the game and would get shepherding Easter eggs yeah, is I mean, quite small. <laughs> those are some deep cuts if you're going for deep shepherding lore, as you called it. I don't like I don't like the fact that the character plays are named differently, but Littermates on the back is named the same, but they've got different wordings of the names. <laughs> that just bugs me now that Dan's pointed it out. That's a really good point. <laughs> the um, character plays have to be different because they do different things, but Littermates, fuck it, would change the names. Literally also, did it just to annoy you, Parrish, and my job is complete. If you've, fair, got, fair play. if you've got three influence on the pair, I think they've got a 20-inch goal for it, haven't they? Three. Yeah, uh, so if you've got two on one, one on the other, you you pass from the guy... One of them has the ball. Passes to the other one, dodges four. This one passes that one, the same one dodges four. That doesn't help when you say this one passes to that one. No, you're... Uh, yeah, it's, it's longer than 20, isn't it? No, because it's yeah, four, four, six, six. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, like, I... I... It wasn't until again Fraser points out to us like, oh god, the, the dog's actually got a fairly good solid like goal run distance. I'm like, oh oh lord, I was just using them for damage. You're you're, you're totally right. <laughs> um, I mean, and also I guess the other reason why that kind of that goal run would be quite solid as well, very similar to Buckwheat. You're not really risking a whole lot when you're sending one of those dogs yeah. over there to go and do it. Like it's a one it's a one VP model. Take it. Like it it gets me like the the trade value you get there is pretty solid. It's a good deal. It is a good did deal. Ru- did Russ I mean, let anyone else design design them? Or have a chance to design them? Or did he just say, they're dogs, I've got this? It feels it feels like that would be the case, wouldn't it? Like, uh, it's like when you were talking about the, the miners uh, way back when, and certain ones were like, oh, well, I, I need to do the tank, or I need to do this. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> like, uh, like, go on. No, no, no I, I agree. I think... The one thing to talk about with the models as well is the models that absolutely look spectacular. Like, oh, uh, don't they? Yeah. The, yeah, the sculpts yeah. do look flawless. But um, so, I think to see a couple of up. things to pull up that are maybe on the negative side of the, the dogs is they do give away momentum quite easily. They don't yeah. disengage very well. They've got 4-0 defensive stat, plus if you've got models that can kill them, they'll get like probably 3 momentum plus 1 for the takeout, which is fairly yeah, yeah. Uh, momentum pinatery. Sorry, uh, they don't dis- they don't disengage pretty well. They've got a th- automatic three inch push, diceless. Come on, what? They've got a three inch push, diceless. Yeah, if you've got the, if yeah, you've got no, the sorry, uh, marker. I mean, if they're going in to kill them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and also fun. on that note, because it's like um, the markers are probably, I don't know. I imagine getting the markers near them is going to be rough. <laughs> Not intentional. Rough, rough. Well played. Um... <laughs> what I would say about markers in this team as a whole is, in farmers at least, it always feels like 
I don't know if it's the fact I've just been playing them for ages, so it just feels like I always have enough markers when I need them. But in Shepherds, they're a lot more um, they're a lot more in demand, particularly yes. when you have say like Herder would want six. Uh, would she nearly always wants loads because she is the superstar? Um, you want to be pulling them up for close controls. You want to be pulling them up for shearing with Shearer. Like you're not going to get to do all of those at once. No, Shearer as well is a model that feels like he needs pretty well stacked. Mm. Mm. I think the key is to get eight points and then leave Shear. Um, sorry, leave Herder in a really bad position on tenuous health, but six stack her. Mm. It's kind of bait. Yeah, that's Yeah, because then you're either like, yeah, sure, you kill my captain. Now my team can do stuff. What I would say about the dogs is it feels like we've often spoken before about how the miners, you need that special bit of magic to make people want to play them. And for me, these guys are it. Oh, definitely. As soon as I saw them. It's powerful dog magic. Yeah, and just envisage that perfect charging in, the ball scatters, the other guy runs and scores. It was just, well, that's that's what I want out of Gilball. This is what I want out of this team. That they really are the hook to oh, make me want to play this game. <laughs> well, this team, I should say. It really, I really looking forward to these guys. I cannot wait to get them in my hands. I think they're, a lot, kind they're of, a lot of fun. Like, as soon as you hear kind of like just the name of a particular team... If you haven't seen the models or the art or seen any rules, then there are certain like you, you just know, like immediately an idea will come to you as to what one of the players should be. And for a me, sheep. that was Ram. Like as soon as they were like we're doing a team of shepherds, I'm like one of the players better be a big angry sheep, or otherwise you're you're doing it wrong. Um, well, they did it wrong then because they gave us a, they gave us a goat. That's <laughs> that was an art thing. Like and at forty mil. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, well, it's not woolen. Yeah, Sean, yeah. Can we do the actual best boy in the box? Who is that? Uh, who's that? That's Lamb. He's going for Lamb. Okay. I'm just uh, working my way through this handy dandy um, uh, PDF I have that has Lamb after so, the dogs. Alright. As, as, sorry, did you say Lamb or Ram? Lamb. Okay, go, go Dan, take A- us away. Actual best boy. Uh, he's, he's a planter that does good solid work all the time. He's a two inch. He has three relevant character plays. He plants two things, and he's the only punishment mechanic that persists over the turn boundary. A fair point. And this is why Lamb is best boy. That's that's a fair point. Where do you place them? Do you place? <gasps> I think for someone like me who hasn't played farmers, it's harder to wrap my head around because I am so not used in any way to placing markers and seeing how they're going to work and pulling that influence. It's hard for me to look at him and just go, yep, I 100% get it. Well, I I'm really the, need to play him. I'm the, exa- I'm the exact opposite, Barry. I've played farmers for so long. As soon as I play a team that doesn't involve putting down additional markers, I'm like, this feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, play hunters like, confirmed. <laughs> like I if I was... Oh, sorry, go. No, no. I was just saying, like, if you don't understand how like how land works, like our intention there was basically to have a model that is just kind of a battery in mm. both, or a battery. If you... Well played. Well played. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Both in kind of like influence and um, uh, normal influence and in harvest marker resources as well. Like it became uh, originally he didn't have planting master on. He was just planting season. We were finding again, like I mentioned earlier with with Herder and just the harvest marks in general in the team with the team only having planting seasons and only having models that dropped only one, it was real rough to try and 
not even do everything, but just to try and when make sure to have enough resources. So it just giving him part of master was a really nice and simple fix to go. Well, this model here is but he's basically there to power up your other models, be it through providing influence, dropping the harvest markers, or even his playbook. Like all of those character plays there are all there to benefit someone else on the team. Yeah. So uh, he's an enabler. Think, think of him that way. Yeah. I, see, I would say even if you don't play the Farmers, Barry, you've played against Farmers, you know how they work. You know yeah, how, I hate them. You, you know <laughs> how important Harvest Markers are to the way those teams work. He is your realistic source of Harvest Markers. Oh, no, I absolutely understand. That's not a question. It's just very hard for me to... You know like how you can map out turns, and we've always said the first turn you can easily map out... Da, da, da. I go like this guy puts stuff down, and then I'm like, I don't, I don't really know what I'm going to be doing next time. Like, is he going to be near enough? I'm kind of worried about the ranges. Oh, the, no, you don't really, worry about that. I Five really want to try. You can place two harvest markers within four. It's yeah, you can put harvest markers wherever the fuck. You but, want, like, what I'm worried about is I put them down, and then this whole place shifts. And I'm like, damn, those markers are in really the wrong place. Which I know is only going to last to the end of the turn, but da, da, da. yeah, fair enough. I get that. It's just going to work the same as every time I've played against farmers before. Piss of a farmer's player. Tread on all of his markers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Don't Just... be that guy. Don't, don't be that guy. Come on. You take the model that's the fastest. <laughs> when he's playing engineers, velocity gets two. What, why is it four? What's it for? Nimble and sprint. <laughs> We're just going to run and stand on everything and then stand next to the tater. No, yeah, the, last, even like... the last time I had that done to me, it wasn't even with a quick model. It was when, again, I was playing against uh, Tom Elliott's uh, Vikings. And he did it with brick. <laughs> it's like we're doing it with a slow model. Stop running my crops. <laughs> Spectacular. Um, uh, do you think he enter? Do you think he goes into the farmer roster as he is one of the crossovers? I don't know. I'm slightly biased to this point where uh, because I dislike Thrasher, so I only really look at him for a Granger and Festival uh, <laughs> point. But I really like the fact that on the Thresher note, the fact that him and Plowman together can plant four markers together in Thresher, and mm. they can place them so like they can place them so far with a combination of fertile soil and planting master, you can get your harvest markers kind of exactly where you need them. So that feels really strong. In Grange, mm. it feels like you really only want maybe one, possibly two planters, and I don't think he's a Plowman replacement. I think the real value, I think he's mainly, because he's, he's in my 12th, he, he's kind of part of the 11th, 12th shot. Sure. I kind of like him for the warming oven, so that's additional thresher healing, and for another source of armor dropping, because that can oh, stack yes. with they ain't tough, so... Good point. Also, <laughs> it's like, it's like get fucked if you didn't successfully kill Windle in one round, because now he's healing all of it. Right. Jesus Christ. So, what can Windle heal now? Six from... Um, Snack break, eight from heels for fourteen, up to eighteen for with warming oven. So he basically then goes you can from pass out the orange to slices to put it to twenty. Oh um, another two from rapid growth. True. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. So you, window go, window goes from one to full in the course of one. <laughs> um, sure. If you take him in festival, he could heal another four from anything for harvest. So if anything, oh, you can probably actually team? gain more boxes than he started printing with. <laughs> yeah, can you do that? Is that a thing? Can you go into like? Can you go like? Over your limit. Over here. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. No, Season five is coming. Can I ask what warming oven is? Like, in terms of what he... Like, not as a... 
play, but in real world, I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, 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 I know what that is, mainly because I've asked price myself. Um, <laughs> so what a warming oven is, um, so um, the way that you look after sheep is throughout the seasons you'll be waiting for a lot of wool to grow on there and then you'll be taking it off. Now, when that happens during the winter months, when it gets a bit colder, you may have particularly young or particularly weak lambs that uh, just are too cold outside and if they stay outside too long, they'll pass away and die. So what a warming oven is, it's an oven that you keep inside of the farmhouse that is just warm enough to warm a lamb up without literally cooking them. So that's what a warming <laughs> oven is. It's to warm up weak and um, fragile uh, um, members of the flock. Yeah, that's, Excellent answer. Thank you so much. That's, that's what they say. What it is is for any, any lambs that are too weak to survive the frost get thrown in and turned immediately meat. Not immediately. Immediately. No, no, you wouldn't do it immediately. That's going to burn the meat. <laughs> you have to slow cook. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They're very. They're very slowly brought. That's why it's a warming oven because it gradually yeah. cooks the meat, so it's super tender and it just falls apart. I came. Okay. To... Moving on. And we've just <laughs> lost our two vegetarians. <laughs> I came to this team for wholesomeness, not for this. Lord, I can't, I can't believe Honor's description of the guild has the phrase "wholesome." Like Sherwin wrote that. That wasn't me. So <laughs> unlikely story. Yeah, a likely story. How, yeah, he's just slipping, slipping in money under the desk. Just put the word wholesome in there somewhere. It's in a brown paper envelope with the farmer logo marked in there. You know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Fades away. Yeah. Just like a grayed out photo of Scarfa. Um. No, I was going to say, a, no, I was just going to say an entire hive of bees to just yeah. say like, if you don't do it, you know what happens. That's like Dom's equivalent of the mafia leaving a horse's head in your in your bed he just releases envelopes of bees what have you what have you done to my queen what, what? <laughs> look how they massacred my hive <laughs> uh... dom did you ever play bioshock um no but i did watch a because i know exactly what you, i know exactly what you mean there was uh, watched a video from a magic youtuber called spice eight rack he had a new one come out the last couple of days where he mentions Bioshock and apparently Bioshock has you have the ability just to shoot bees with your hands. Yes. One <laughs> of the plasmids. So plasmids give you like various ridiculous otherworldly science powers. And mm -hmm. one of them is you get weird hives in your forearms and you could shoot bees of people. And it we is just stand. We the stand. best feeling when you uh, just go bee And you send hundreds of bees to their deaths. <laughs> yeah, for the greater glory of their queen. Yeah. Me. For the queen. So Ram. Yeah, so this was kind of like... This was kind of the model where I, I was like, if we're doing shepherds, there has to be a giant sheep, and apparently someone else already came up with the same idea. So uh, this oh, here is yeah. Ram. It's pretty low-hanging fruit when it comes to... Right. Models. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this guy is basically like most of festivals legendary on a stick. That seems fairly decent. Mm. Rules-wise, this uh, has to be one of the best models in the box. Like, whoa, I, lord! Like, if you if you were to say, right, design a large, angry mountain uh, animal, this is pretty pretty spot on. You've got kind of that similar to Plowman playbook. You've yeah. got all of his traits on the back. He's definitely a model where no momentous damage, right? Yeah, he, he's definitely that model where he could only exist in this form in the minor guilds. You know, like. You, I don't oh, yeah. think you could get all of this flavour in and just the, this amount of rules for the Mage Guild without it just going apps like 
he would be nuts in farmers, you know. No, I like... don't want I don't want Thresher to be able to see receive and get his whole team six inches forward before he does anything with the ball. No, also, two protective instinct models. <laughs> no, yeah. frankly, no. I mean, can you imagine Grange with protective instinct? What do yeah. you do to that? <laughs> so interesting. If... If two models had protective instinct and were engaging you, how do you decide which one you hit? It's snake draft relevant. Yeah. Uh, I will ask Bryce and get. In actual fact, to you can have three of them, right? Because Kraken's got it as well. Yeah. Write that down. So what's the theme of your team? Oh, it's it's a protective instinct tribal. Cool, cool. Yeah. What are you protecting, of... Thresher? The theme of my team is annoying. Um. Yeah, we'll throw knuckles into the last slot. Yeah, and you just you just throw everyone with like gravity well, r resilience. Um, oh, you take like yeah, gravity gravity well is, is a good one. So you take Kraken and Locus. So you do know you only have six models that you can take in a team, right? Like no, you, know you only have six models that you can take in the team. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I've been told, <laughs> gentlemen. I'll be seeing you. <laughs> We're playing eleven aside. We're playing full. full um, uh... Yeah, yeah, so he's, yeah, his punishment mechanic is like so good. Like oh it's probably God. it's oh, probably yeah. the one you want to get off most of the time with uh, rest up on Herder, I think. Absolutely agree. Turn your farmers into masons. <laughs> valid. Um, I mean, like it's worth pointing out that without that, like the the shepherds aren't amazingly durable at all. Like they are the farmer miner guild, and across the board have probably worse defensive stats than the farmers themselves. So they, they they get yeah. that for one. Well, you could get it, I guess, in multiple turns. But the other team's gonna have to be trying pretty hard to kill Ram twice. Um, but you're probably only getting that off the once. Can I just check a rules thing that I should know the answer to, but I forgot? Of course you can. When you say Ram's on twenty four health, you remove mm -hmm. him in the legendary. When he comes back, is he on twenty four or is he on his icy sponge level? Well, it's worth pointing out that the it works very it works exactly like how um, say ringing someone out would be. They take the uh, taken out condition, but you haven't done like they then just when they come back on they come back on with however many boxes they had. Right, I thought it was. I just wanted to clarify. Or but, but Ram... sponge if that's higher. Yes. If they if they go off if they get ringed out and they're on three health they come back on at icy sponge level. Yeah, of course, of course. Ram would get the benefit of his own uh, punishment mechanic, though. Mm. Oh, yeah. Just when he thought it was safe to go back on the Gilball pitch. Also worth pointing out, like, Ra like when you are bringing Ram back on from being, ta being taken out, the other guy has to be really careful to where he puts his models to, because, like, Ram is kind of the final piece in the ring-out puzzle that the Shepherds have. Um, because background, of course, can knock things four inches. He's got like a push or two on his playbook as well. Um, so yeah, don't be near the side of the pitch when this guy is near because he can yeah. eat you off pretty pretty easily. I also really like my magical Christmas land. This model is I want to do a goal run with it when I just knock everything out of the way. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, right? I'm thinking like um, you know the scene where in um, uh, fucking Attack of the Clones when they're having that big rock in the stadium. And they're on that tri-horned, angry space rhino. And yeah. it's just fucking charging through droids and they're getting bounced every which way. That's what this guy would look like. Just, just fucking steamrolling forward, just going, you're out of my fucking way, shoot. Well, in my mind, he's... um. Well, I say this because I've only started, just started watching it. In my mind, Ram is Appa from Avatar. Oh, yes. 
I love it. And so that's much. my paint scheme. <laughs> it's good. It's good. That's well, perfect. I, yes. Yeah. Is that the big flying six-legged sky bison? Thing? Yes. The sky bison. Cool. I, okay, I know what that is. Then good. I don't. I, I don't really. I haven't watched much Avatar. It's. I'm like Captain America. I do not understand that reference. <laughs> um, so Avatar is kind of a Nickelodeon's uh, kids show from the early 2000s. Yeah, uh, the, li- the little yeah. dude with with the thing on his head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he has a mount, which is a multi-limbed flying sky sheep. Bison. Thing. Is it anything like um, the thing from Neverending Story? Yeah, it's not yeah, a million miles away from Falcor. Cool. I have a mental picture. Thank you. No, it's a major falcor with more legs. Okay. And more like a more like a cow face than a dog. Okay. And that dragon was weird from Never Ending Story. Anyway, like that dragon gives me the creeps. I watched yeah. the Never Ending Story again recently, and Falcor, like it, with the benefit of hindsight, sounds really creepy a lot of the time. He does. There's no that's, way around that. That's kind of a lot of like films and media from those days, like. I didn't watch the original Ghostbusters until a few years ago. I didn't. Gr- it wasn't a film I grew up with, yeah. so I had. I was going into it with all these expectations about, about it being this great and amusing movie, and I mainly just came away from it being really creeped out by Bill Murray's character, like the whole time. I think oh that's yeah, fair. yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, he's no, emotional attachment is real. Oh, totally. Movies, totally. It, and it is also hilarious when you're not sort of a little bit nervous around. True. I think. So, yes, it's true. Uh, that, this that man is... has no dick. <laughs> so that's Ram. Sorry, what? Uh... <laughs> that's a, it's a, it's a quote from the from Ghostbusters. Oh, right. Okay, fine. So do we have anything else on the sheep boy? The big, the big, big planter lad? Mm. Is, um, is it Ram? Is Ram the name of the Ram or the person on the back? So I have a head cannon. Both. <laughs> um, I, in my own personal head cannon, I believe that Ram is the animal, and the child on the back, Herder's sister. I think that's called Fleece, but I can I can't confirm that. But that is what I imagine Sorry, they're called. Can you confirm Herder's it's Herder's sister? sister? Oh yeah, yeah, that's definite. That's definite. That okay. definite. So it's Herder's sister, and what and what's their name? Um, I like to call them Fleece. That is not oh, official okay. in any way, shape, or form. I like that. I like that. So, because my question was, I'm sure when we originally saw the artwork for these guys, at, when you, I think, did the presentation? It was, that, yeah, it was at Nova. Yeah. Nova? Wasn't they, wasn't they called Ram Ram? Um, I'm sure I can Google up the slide of that. I'm pretty sure it wasn't called Ram Ram. But Maybe I'm just making sure. It was. Might uh, be me saying it was Ram Ram because it was sure about four o'clock in the morning. But somewhere. <laughs> they were called Ram Ram. So in my head... Fleece is called Ram. Ram is called Ram. That's why they're Ram Ram. They're both called Ram. Like Mario being called Mario Mario. Yeah, or Bam Bam. But Bam Bam. No, I've got the Nova slide up. Right. It just says Ram. Yeah. Okay. Who the what the fuck do I know? I'm just going insane. The other good thing about that slide is how like the, the animal doesn't even fit. Yeah. <laughs> it, barely, it barely fits on the no, cards. But I like, like they definitely could have made it fit, but chose not to. <laughs> I love that the face is kind of hidden behind the playbook, so it looks like he's. Or she, sorry, peeking out from behind their own playbook in a really sneaky way. What are you trying to do there, bro? You trying to yeah. engage me? You trying to engage me? <laughs> no, bro. Or like looking at the player, just going, "I hope you're trying to take that knockdown. Yeah. If you try anything else, I will be pissed off." I hope you're going to take momentum. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, nothing else to say apart from the fact that the fact it's not a fifty mil base is basically a fucking war crime. Yeah, it's ba- it's basically oppression, isn't it? Like, yeah, let's not beat around the bush yeah. here. P- people like you are the reason Tibet isn't free, but whatever. Um, Shira. Yeah, so this is the other crossover model. Um, I think he's got a lot of use in both teams. I c- he's in my farmer roster. Grange needed a kickoff piece. Yeah, and in festival, I think he's. Um, I mean, it depends on who you speak to, kind of what your exact like Reaper makeup is for the festival team. But he's in kind of that consideration alongside. Like, I think Amber's the one you take all the time. Uh, and then, depending on who you speak to, the second one is either. Shearer, Windle, or Tater, and then the third one is another one of those two. Yeah, makes uh, sense. But like, I think he allows Festival to. I mean, she's already two two fairly easily, but I think she he allows her to two two just that a little bit easier again. So that's really interesting because, uh, not me personally, I really like her, but quite a lot of people could seem to consider Amber relative garbage. <laughs> They're wrong. <laughs> this, I, I'm, I'm just sort of playing devil's advocate there because i actually really like amber i think she's, really oh, she's nice so good player. i've heard her like, referred to as tater light yeah well, or she, bad tater she, she's bad tater because she's nothing like tater so of course she's not going to be a good tater yeah she doesn't do tater's job because she doesn't but they have the same job. playbook yeah but yeah to- totally the same playbook um i guess kind of like tater is a defensive piece whereas amber is kind of like a flexible VP machine really like you would only ever play her in the planter captains I think that's the only place you really have resources to power up I think that's where a part of that kind of bad taste analogy comes from a lot of farmer discourse is all around kind of playing thresher whereas like you could only really play her in like I said the planter ones but in grain she's good because she's effectively a second captain activation because she can take five influence due to left boot effectively and in festival, she's your oh, pickup yeah. piece because she can just once you move her up, she can go for that goal fairly early on, and it's fairly safe because as long as she can get swerve shot up. Do you she think she's in the way. still the kickoff piece with the advent of Shearer? Probably, probably. I, I, it's something I would need to test, but I think Shearer is kind of in both shepherds and in farmers. I think he's when you're going aggressive. I think he's a really good secondary threat. I agree with that. I I, yeah. I think the yeah. only thing I found was I went against the when I took my goal run with Shearer, the only option was to try and get the ball off of Bushel, and she was in cover, and I was crowded out. Uh, so it was rough. And on the charge, I bonus timed, aiming for the ball's gone and missed it. So taking Mom tackle, Mom tackle, and then taking a shot. I was only on two dice, and he didn't. He didn't get to to do as much, but I do think he. I agree that he is that sort of. It's the one-two punch of Herder and him turn one, two goals is really quite on the cards. Mm. And like that, that Bushel scenario just seems rough. Like that seems like one of those iron in cover or Friday next to spigot in cover scenarios. You know where you go, whatever way you slice this, it's going to be rough trying to get yeah. the. Trying to get trying to get that ball uh, out out from under there. Yeah, I agree. I I do really like the fact that he still has mom two on two because okay, it's not it's not the two damage on one because he's the footballing piece, but with a two inch melee, mom two on two, he's just another 
okay, I've had to audible to the 2-2 game. At least you have other reliable ways to get out some additional chip damage. Hmm. I think as well when it comes to designing Shearer, like farmers haven't really had, I mean, outside of, say, Thresher, they haven't really had a kind of a super a super striker squad before. So there was a, a definite kind of... You wash your mouth what, out. Bushel is a precious treasure. She is I mean, not she, a superstar. You know, she's not like you know, she's not like a vitriol or something like that, for example. No, I so agree. Go in with a two-inch melee zone um, and, and just get and get those goals for you. So I think what we've ended up with with the Shearer is kind of like a farmer-flavored two-inch melee zone striker, where you go, yeah, they've got kind of the bare bone elements of a super squatty striker: two-inch melee zone, low momentous tackle, uh, a bible dodge, for example. But there's still some of those farmer elements there, like yeah. the damage, the the health, the fact that they, outside of the traits, their dodges aren't momentous. Yes. So you know, like momentous dodges are incredibly, incredibly rare in farmers to the point where even you know their striker piece doesn't doesn't get them. He has them, um, but you know they're not going to generate momentum for him. So I think it's basically point, only Bushel who has them. Uh, Bushel has them. Amber has them. Oh, yeah. um, Jacks aren't. Thresher has them. Sure, of course he does. There. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, like that's sure. I love it. I mean, a two-inch melee momentous tackle on one. I'm sold. Right? Yeah, like it's like the only thing you need. Like that's like basic entry stuff to be a, a good solid farmer squaddy. Two-inch melee, exactly. good first column. Sorted. I mean, yeah. So he has football legend. Yeah, which is good. I mean, I, the idea of him and Bushel and Amber under Grange is just going to be crazy. Do you want to see some Howitzer Amber, uh, like, uh, yes. donkey? Cannot wait. <laughs> Cannot wait. Howitzer Amber, Howitzer Donkey. Yeah, I, I, I just want to see people play all the fucking 11-inch kicks and just sit at, like, the halfway mark, fire out goals. Farmers do football now. The future is now. So when you, yeah. t- you take like what Shearer, so you take Grange with Donkey if you want the mal- maximum hilarity, or the or Peck if you want to be good. Um, Plowman, Pla- Plowman, yeah. well for the planting. Yes, you're gonna need yeah. some markers. Yeah, you're right. So Plowman, and then you take Shearer, Amber, and Bushel, just for the maximum long range kicks. Yeah, I mean it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a definite. Um... I think it gives a nice bit of variation to the farmers and their squaddy selection. Give them, give them a tool they haven't had before, while still kind of keeping it well inside their, uh, well inside their colour pie. I mean, even if you don't go all out football, say if you go for like a, like more of a typical range list that's a bit more scrum orientated, and you come down to your last squaddy uh, option, and you feel like having just that little bit of of goal threat. Shear is also perfectly good there, so yeah. you can go both ways with it, really. I guess. What's your five? Five ten kick in Grange. Uh, he's three no, six no, normally on 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 the cards. He gets plus one, plus one for football legends. That's a four seven. Grange takes him to a five nine, I believe. Five nine, yeah, five nine, pretty nice. Amber goes up to something ridiculous, like a six eleven, I think. Is it six eleven? Could you get to that? That's oh fucking hell, yeah, sure. Two six normally, three eight with left boots. Yeah. Um, Grange takes her to four four ten. And then Shira takes her to 5-11. And then you get the other one from the bonus time, because why not? Sure. 
No, I it? love that. Right? <laughs> it's that whole, like, you know, you even do it just based on going, okay, so my Kickstarter is normally this. Let me explain to you how this goal run is going to work. <laughs> also, it doesn't cost me influence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Paying for kick is for the birds, you know? <laughs> I just think this seven, which feels weird saying a seven, feels really, really strong. A lot of fun. Lots of really good options. I mean, we chatted a little bit about it at the start. Where where do you see the other two coming in? I mean, <sighs> right? maybe, like Dan said, honour, if you need maximum kick pressure because you think that your opponent's just going to hide the ball somewhere, you just can't reach it. Maybe you can bring in honour for the dogs if you're a freaking heathen. And I think the I... only argument I can see for Bushel is if you need to kill the ball. Sure, because which... you want as many ways to move the ball around outside of activations as possible. Which I'm, which I don't think Shepherds necessarily want to do. I don't no, think they want to I, play I as much as farmers because they they've got a little bit of defensive tech, but a lot of their defensive tech comes from the punishments. So they're only procs when their models die. Mm. So I think because of how their defensive tech is structured, combined with their defensive stats, they certainly can bunker up. But it's not as safe, formidable as a Grange or a, or a fresh yeah. one by any stretch of the imagination. But yeah, I think I agree. I think Bushman is predominantly going to be a receive piece in situations where you do need to just kill, kill the ball. Miners. I mean, miners are miners, right? Like maybe, but they have salvo. I think miners. Fives think though. Pro- yeah, I was yeah, going to say if you're going to be making salvo roll fives, I think that's your best bet for it, anyway. Yeah, true. Get I the ball on Bush will dodge him out to the. Lock line of sight with the pig and a dog. Yeah. I think against miners, like you I think it's almost worth trying to race their speed that try and race their tempo. Feels dangerous by can see the Yeah. Um but you know, like I play against the best minor player in the world quite often, so (laughs) like like my only real player there is to kind of Match aggression with aggression. Yeah, match on a, a kickoff piece, I think. Or times when you want to have six on herder all the time. Or, you... go on. Corner case, you want to see how many animals you can get in one team. Yeah, sure. You can do that as well. And then you what? Drop. Drop Shearer because lamb. Yeah, because lamb is an animal. animal. Yeah. 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 Got, got you. Got you. Yeah. And then you've got maximum animal. Yes. Done. Yeah, six six animals in a team. Sorry, five animals in a team, rather. This feels good. Yep. Six if you count the little sheep herders holding. Uh, well, I, ha- I had a spare dog for my amber conversion, so I've actually got one more as well. <laughs> sure. Love it. Strong. Um, yeah, I think... I, you know, I just think they're a lot of fun. Um, after playing them today, I, I do really think I might want to play some more of them. Um, yeah, I, I think they're, like... I think we've done a good job of kind of making them still feel farmery while still being like a different playing experience. Like speaking as a person that doesn't swap guilds very often, I'm excited to play them because not only are do they have that farmer link, but they still feel different enough, but still being inside of that colour pie just a little bit. It's that Venn diagram of like if farmers are one circle and shepherds are the other. You know that there's a there's a little bit of uh, of overlap, but still there's enough different that there's. Um, you know, a different playing experience once you bring them to the pitch. Yeah, I love it. Great. Well, yeah, I, interesting. 
Yeah, I'm really interested in it. And I, and I genuinely want... I know you, know, you can't judge a book by its cover, but I'm kind of a fan of books have a cover for a reason, and it's so you can make a little bit of judgment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just wasn't interested in it. Like, it's the notion of shepherds. I don't like farmers. I just don't like shepherds. Don't like them. Then I see the cards. I saw the dogs. Mm-hmm. I saw the football ridiculous jankiness. I saw Shearer. Round pushing players all over the place where they need to be to set up for those bonkers goal runs, and I am in hard, Dom. I'm in hard. It's 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 a it's an interesting proactive play style, isn't it? You know, like as I said earlier, I think you can probably bunker up these guys like you can with any team, but if you want to get the fun stuff, I think you want to be going for it and going for. Oh, play. absolutely. Second best absolutely. minor, I think. Ooh, mine is being the top one. Yeah, yeah. 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 I That's would want like. All of my games from so far have been in playtest, which is a very different environment to kind of air quotes normal games. Like, yeah. um, I think we would ideally want any guild, any team we make, kind of fall as much in the middle as possible. Uh, but um, yeah, like I need to get more games of them myself before I come to that decision. But um, yeah, like yeah. A lot, I'm going to be getting a lot of games in with the core seven, if only just yeah. to kind of. We're about snap judgments here, so. Oh, we're yeah. fine then. Um, in that case, they're amazing. You should all buy them because um, uh, pay my wages. <laughs> yeah. Already pre-ordered, mate. Don't worry. Say, nice. of, all, of all of the group to be worrying about buying things on a whim. <laughs> I'll be, uh, to be fair, I was I kept it in my pants until I saw the cards before I bought these. I was Sorry. very I'm restrained. I'm waiting for the on sale anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hype. Cool. Yeah, I'm. I like even me. I even I looked at them and thought they were quite interesting. Probably not different. Probably a different playstyle to what Barry's gonna play them, but it'll be interesting. Are you uh, you still on the Navigator Train, Parish? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's good fun. It's yeah. Good fun. Steve uh, Markson's really been enjoying. He, he's he swapped over to them recently at this way, and he's he's really been enjoying. Yeah, I was there first. Absolutely. Well, obviously. Bryce is still petrified of them. Totally petrified navigators. Well, that means they're never getting buffed then. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, does anyone else have anything they want to say on them? Well, Dom, what did you... So, in terms of your involvement, there's something in this team that you were like, you know what, I, I, got, I did that, that was cool. Oh, sure. Yeah, so um, I got to name the dogs. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because uh, I was like, hook and crook is obvious, right? Um, and uh, guard the flock on Ram. That was my idea as well. Uh, it was originally no. on Herder, but that was part of the whole. Oh, uh, there's too much going on in this model. We like, and all she's doing is hitting things. We can probably get some of those rules, move them from point A to point B. Jeez, so she I mean, had that weak point. How much did she have at first? She was a stacked model, my friend. <laughs> um, but like, it, it's like anything. Like, it's um, it's truly a collaborative process. So like, as much as kind of like the initial. The initial uh, ideas for those may have been mine. Like they go through so many iterations that by the end of it, it's kind of everyone's kind of patched in. Uh, everyone's p- kind of pitched in and done a bit here or a bit there, um, which is kind of one of the best things about the job. Really, it's not kind of one person; it's everybody kind of functioning together and uh, and working on it. So, stop being so wholesome and take some credit. <laughs> okay, entirely <laughs> my idea. Those names. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, actually, Barry, Barry says they're his idea, so we'll share it. We can each take one. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. That seems, that seems fair. Cool, so, excellent. So good at conflict resolution. So which, who wants what? Yeah. Uh, Dom can have whoever he likes. Oh my God. Uh, you get first pick of the dogs, Dom. 
So I've got the two mods in front of me. I think I like the one that's kind of got a lower profile a little bit more. Which I believe is crap. No, it's hook. Hook's the one down low. What I am going to be doing for mine is I will be painting their initial on the back of the base because I'm going to get confused as to which one is which otherwise, you know? Yeah. Are you going to paint them in the same style as your farmers or are they going to be a different colour? So my plan is the farmers are orange cloth with yellow flowers. The crossover players having both um, well, don't hear myself, but I'm going to reverse that for the shepherds. So the right. shepherds are going to have orange flowers and yellow cloth, and then the crossover players will have both color of flowers on their base. Okay. So I have a plan, and it involves painting yellow, which is apparently horrible. No, painting yellow is fine. That's nah, fine. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Contrast paints exist now as well. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, I've got a contra I've got a contrast yellow somewhere, so I'm just going to, you know. I think as long as you start with like a more a more mustardy almost creamy um, base and build up to a brighter yellow, I think you'll be fine. I think that's probably the probably the knack to it. Like, that's how I do my... When I paint them a cook, that's how I do my whites for them, because they were all predominantly white. I started off with kind of a cream. I kind of built up from the cream, so by the time <laughs> I finished it, it was realistically very little actual pure white in there, but it kind of, like from a distance, looked like a dirty white. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's exactly the same trick to painting, yeah. It'll be a yeah, you... You meant to start with like a sandy brownie base, really. Yeah. Sure. Okay, well I have kind of like a like a brown as my base, my farmers anyway, so kind of like a sandy brown, I can do that as a base coat, so yeah, that'll work out that'll work yeah. out just fine. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing it because your team does look legit. Oh stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the uh, amber that um Brewster from Stay Salty did for me? Yeah, it looks lovely. I did. Oh. The hooded girl. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so yeah, thanks to Jamie for that. Check out their YouTube channel. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just had um, uh, Alex from the firm on. They did. Yeah, he played. Yeah, he played some some fish. Mm. Calling with him tomorrow, actually, because uh, because of course Bryce Noy does these. He's currently in the process of moving. So um, oh, is you, he? You get, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, fiance have just just bought a place together. So uh, is it yeah, they're spending. A farm in the middle of Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can get urban farms. What are they called? There's a thing. Oh, you look, oh, we, have, we, we used to have one of those in Cardiff, so you literally do. They literally yeah. do exist. You get like little farms in the middle of cities. They're a thing. So, Barry will know what they're called. Barry, what are they called? I'm going to go with urban farm. Okay. Probably. Might actually just be an urban farm. You just live in a big terrarium, really. What do you think, like, Dom sitting there with his big, like, water bottle glued to the side of his room? I just like terrariums. If you like. It's, it's hmm. a good word. It's a corker of a word. I'll give you that, mate. Well, so I've seen that Parrish posted up asking for questions. Sneaky. Oh. On the slide. Oh. Yeah, didn't tell anyone. Thought we'd all missed it. Thought we'd missed the trick. <laughs> it's just called an urban farm. So I posted up on Gubs and I posted up on the Robert podcast because. Well, let's see some quick Wait, just before we do questions. Yeah. Dom, would you like to do a little bit of gushing about your entry petition, or do? Oh, of course, yes. Yeah, I can do that. So, um, you guys are obviously doing a design a squaddy slash mascot entry competition. Which I've well, I've only entered one. But I've um, I've kind of made two. So my first one was um, uh, Comb Hive of Activity, who is a Reaper, 
for the farmers, and uh, he's the beekeeper character. <laughs> um, I basically came up with this kind of like lore idea of um, Anna's just finished like coaching the team on the pitch uh, uh, of an evening. She's packing everything up, and then um, uh, like this mysterious figure just appears in the bleachers. The figure doesn't move. It doesn't say anything. And then just says, I'm here for, with orders from my queen. Um, and ends up being one of the beekeeper characters. Um, of course, they already have a mind guild at that point. So Anna then goes, well, unfortunately, we can't have you on. And then the beekeeper says, well, this is awkward. And that's my ridiculous beekeeper <laughs> fan fiction. Yeah. Um, but, I know, love the it, way you describe the voice because it, it, it does a bit of fluff. I'm not going to give too much away. But like it, the vo- there's multiple voices kind of speaking, lots of little voices. So it's just, it's just, oh, it's so, I really like it. Yeah, I wanted a slight bit of creepiness in there, and I think, I, I, I think I managed that. I'm not, I've kind of, I haven't written anything like any large amount of fiction. Ooh, what happened? Someone dropped something. I think Dan, Dan fell over his microphone. <laughs> Dan, put, Dan put his whole mic into his mouth to let us know he was back. Where else are you going to put it? So, yeah, hey. Combs, got, hey. Combs got a fairly kind of like, um, like typical Reaper playbook, I guess. Uh, kind of what makes them a little bit different is they have a character play called Mocked Bees, which is cost one or <laughs> triggered on a Guild Ball playbook result, which is on their third or fifth column. Um, and all enemy models within two inches of a harvest marker take two damage, and that harvest marker is removed from play. Uh, the other thing they can do with harvest markers is they have a rule called They're in My Eyes. Uh, when this model plays an attack, <laughs> I can tell I like the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man. Yeah, it's, awesome. say, it's all about that. I love it. Um, so they basically declare attacks via harvest markers. Um, and then the other thing they have is they have fear because they're covered in bees. And they have another character trait called unbeatable defense where they can have a target friendly model game fear. So I have no idea if the model's any good or not. But it was basically, I need to finally get this stupid idea out of my system. <laughs> And by doing this for the competition, it's kind of out there and everyone can have a look at my ridiculous... Um... Any model that can give fallow fear is good. Right, right. Um, it's kind of like, uh, like uh, it's, it's that gif of kind of the person with an arm covered in bees. Like, that's what I'm imagining it is. It's like him going, right, bees, fly over there, attach yourself to that model. Oh, like, no one's going to want to charge that now. It's covered in swarms. <laughs> Um, so that was the one model, um, and kind of the other one that I've kind of made on a whim because both me and um, Dora have been talking about mascots. Um, I made rules for the goose that Dave Cameron's made for me, <laughs> um, and they're called Gander, Awful Wonderfowl, uh, Waterfowl. Sorry, um, kind of uh, it's another Reaper. Um, I thought because in the game, Untitled Goose Game, it's you going around stealing items, so they have thief. Um, and they have follow-up and tag-along because the goose is really frustrating and keeps attacking themselves to villagers and kind of moving along with them. So um, they're probably a lot more fairer than uh, than the beekeeper character is. But yeah, uh, I also made Gander. So everyone should enter that contest because it sounds decent. Thanks so much for entering, man. Really, really appreciate it. There was you know? a point where you were winning by default of being the only entry. Yes! Because you did it so quickly. It was. I was really ill on the day that you sent the the the, the like the Abbott MP3 out. So I was like, ah, I will <laughs> let me type together some ridiculous Gilbert models. Do 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 do. But if anyone hasn't gone and downloaded that, please don't go download our little clip about our competition and get entry. 
Uh, shall we move on to questions? Yeah. Is that, is that one of the questions? No. Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. So, where did I put it? Roll by the Roll page. podcast first. Yeah, yes. So, Parol Corporal, what's the beast punishment rule in the Shepherds? Which <laughs> farmer captain gets the most out of the Shepherd squaddies? Sure, so the first question is kind of the best punishment mechanic. Well, I am very partial to have you any wool on RAM, because not only is the name amazing, I think giving a team that is, you know, for the majority of the game, quite fragile, a little bit of an armor, but a little bit of an armor bonus. It's armor too, that's not it at all. Um, I think that's kind of like a, a very unique thing to, um, uh, to play with. In terms of the crossover models, I think Thresher would probably want to use Lamb the most, because Shearer is a model I feel that probably either wants to have nothing on him or a decent stack. I don't think you really have the resources in Thresher to kind of support more than one Reaper at most, unless it's Lindle, but that's different. Um, yeah. I think Lamb probably is in... Uh, is seen, sees playing Thresher, mainly because he's fairly... He's he's one of those models that is fine with having none in, no influence, but also if you want to give him one or two, he can also still probably do a little bit for you. Um, I think Shearer, though, is definitely a model for the Planter Captains. For the reasons we discussed it discussed earlier, it gives Grange another kick, a kind of a maybe a kickoff piece or a good maybe turn one goal uh, model if he's receiving. And in Festival, I think he just allows Festival to apply even more pressure by going for a different kind of VP vector, if you will, because she's fairly good at going for kills and she's alright for going for goals. But Shearer just kind of takes that goal lever and just pulls it ever so slightly more in her favour. So yeah. I think I think you'll see both of them in in, in the rosters. I think. Um, my gut tells you I think you will see Shearer probably more than Lamb, uh, but I think both are perfectly fine options for the for the roster. In fact, in fact, farmers have a real rough time picking their roster now. I think like Where they have like make so many guilds do now, right? Which I think is the spot we want it to be in. Yeah. Um, I had to pee very quickly, but did you talk to them about the goose? Yes, yes. I, I brought okay. it gander. Good. Good. Good answer, I thought Dom will play. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much on the same lines. I just think that plus two armour is just obscene, so that just seems like <laughs> the best bet, the best thing for me. Oh, you had a game plan? Fuck you, plus two armour. <laughs> it's so, like the old uh, Blackheart, I say the old one, it still is. The Blackheart legendary where you legendary for plus one defence, it's kind of like a time walk. Yeah, it's you like just nothing go... you do is relevant this turn. Yeah. What were you planning to do? Cool, rethink that. You mean when you say the old um, black card thing, you meaning because you literally never see black card on the table? No, I mean the old one because it used to be way more relevant putting your models to five one than it is nowadays. Back in yeah. like the day when <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm gonna struggle against a five one to get one damage. Um, the next question comes from Danny Strau, and he says, "Who's your favourite doggo, hook or crook?" Oh, um, going purely off sculpts because I think that's the only real thing different. You know, making make them different. It's uh, it's definitely hook. I agree. Hook. He's yep. got that. He's got that skulking, sneaky, stalking look. Like he's really sneaking up on them sheep's. I think the absolute correct answer though is veteran honor's dog because he's doing yes. a blem. He does do a blem. What veteran honor's dog have a name? Um, again, very much like Fleece, I don't think sh the dog has an official name, but I like to think they're called Ace, because that's a neat name. 
Again, not official, but uh... <laughs> it, it is. That, it is, that, it that is now. Yeah, that's that now. Yeah. Just throw names out, and eventually it'll stick. I think I prefer Hook as well. Just looking at the two sculpts. Yeah, I like Crook because you're wrong. <laughs> Alright, Snowflake. Anyway, Crook's next got question. That mid run pose where there's a tiny little edge where it looks a little bit like it's pooping mid run. Or dragging its butt along the carpet. <laughs> like it's got one. No, that's Babe. That's Babe. Babe's doing yeah. it. But... No, Babe is just sitting in shit. That's different. <laughs> with, with a fucking smile. It could do babe. both. <laughs> Get you a pig who can do both. Both is good. So, the next question Charlie Culver. Meeting up to play is going to get tricky for a lot of clubs and players. Is Vassal still a thing for Guildball? What are your <laughs> thoughts on? Uh, what are your thoughts on it as a way to keep playing? How do people who have never used it get involved? Well, funny, actually, we were talking about yeah. Vassal earlier on today. Yeah, I um, messaged saying with... I want to play it, and John went, "No, it's shit." Yeah, I fucking hate it. But hey ho, what are you gonna do? So, There's, I mean, go on. So, uh, firstly, to get involved, I believe uh, the best way things to do are there is a Vassal Facebook group, which I believe is called Vassal Ball. And I believe on there there is a link to the Guildball Discord, which is, I don't know if it's Guildball Zone or Guildball Discord nowadays, um, but that one, which has a va uh, Vassal uh, subgroup, I don't know what you call it. Uh, there you will download a module, and then you can download the Vassal program, and then you can use it. Vassal... Uh, inherently has a few problems with the fact that you can't really do timed games on there because there's a lot of I'm going to say faff with you doing all the measuring because it is faff at the moment but until you learn all of the shortcuts and whatnot and then it becomes clearer but I still don't think it's really timeable from what I understand but there's a large vassal community which do do tournaments and all that lot so I don't know how active it still is because I'm not personally I don't use it but I'm sure with it getting harder to play maybe out in the open, I'm sure the Vassal community will pick up again. Bots did a um, streamed game a couple of days ago All right. against someone, I think. So, yeah, he, um, he twitched a, a game. So I think people definitely still do use it. I think it's particularly more prolific in the States, Canada, um, where they've got such big... Like six-hour drives with drive. LGS. Uh, I'm yeah. not sure. I think all of the... There's a lot of the Europeans are like using it. Like, a lot of the Germans were the in the... Facebook group are always posting up for looking like looking for games and stuff like that. It's just <clears throat> we've never got used to it because we've got such easy connections to go and play games with people. Yeah, 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 that's true. But um, for for them when they're testing stuff as well, it, I mean, I don't like it because it feels clunky. And there's so many other better things out there. If I'm sitting in front of my computer, I don't want to play Guild Wars. I want to play other games. Like I'm not going to sit there and just... see. That's where I kind of bump up against it because I think. Vassal seems fine for me. It, I get I get the advantages of it, and it and it's great for like trying things out or getting games against people you just aren't able to play um, in real life. But miniature gaming for me is about the miniatures. It's about pushing toys around, and that's and it's kind of difficult to get away from that. True, yeah. but we are currently living in extraordinary times. So agreed. That's <laughs> why I missed yeah. it today. Actually, you know, I'm I'm up for trying it. We'll get some games in Baz. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe I'm actually mid. Well, yeah, because we got told today we are now officially stood down. But I am meant to work to the end of the week, and then next week I work from home, and then I've got three weeks off. So in that three weeks, that'll me up. Well, I'll have. I'll have... <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, With no, a big no. tub. <laughs> well, I think I'm scared. 
<laughs> oh, I've just got this image of a big greasy Baz in my head. I hope uh, it stays there. If this wasn't a uh, little like guild review, that would definitely be the title. I'll be in my bunk. Oh my lord, <laughs> John! <laughs> Fuck off! Right. Anyway, so the next, the, the I next won't be question. posting that gift, John. <laughs> the next question comes from Wayne Wilkinson. Who's the special guest? I don't know. Um, Some scrap. Uh, yeah, we it's, don't know. Some jerk. <laughs> Big D. Uh, next question is Michael Remy Rudsky. Sorry if I've butchered that. Best goodie bag item you've got from a tournament does not have to be Guild Ball specific. Ooh, that's a great question. That's a great question. I don't I haven't gone to many events that aren't Guild Ball events, honestly. I went to someone's birthday last year and I got a roll better notebook in mine. That's probably one of my best <laughs> gifts that was good. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, my wife sorted that out for us, that's right. Yeah, it was brilliant. brilliant. So it would either be, and I know I've already read their YouTube channel once already, but like generally it was quite useful. Uh, when I went to Adam Hansel's and Jamie Brewster's most recent event, uh, most recent event at Leeds, they did the typical uh, one inch by two inch by three inch widget, but one of the edges was a half inch, nice. which was real handy. Uh, but in terms of just nice things, back when I was playing Malifaux, the Grand Tournament one of the years did poker chips with the British flag on, uh, which could be used for soul stones. And, you know, they were about as useful as any token, but kind of having a hand of um, poker chips and just kind of like clinking them was was mm. very, very pleasing and very satisfying. So probably one of those two. I like that. Do love a poker chip. Dan's yeah. a big lover of those. His, his momentum for his fan cube team are chips. I think for me, it's not really a goodie bag item, but uh, it's more of a sentimental thing for me. But when we went to the the hot box tournament in Aldershot, uh, I played uh, Connor first round and got 12-0'd in about five minutes. And I got a set of um, Art of War momentum that I still have. And it's like, remember that you got 12-0'd in five minutes and you're much better than that now. (laughs) Um, for me, I think just the one that I actually use and, and really like is the um, the kick and splat scatter that we got for the London Grand Tournament. Oh yeah, no, no, that's a like yeah, that's, that's a good thing. one. It's just they nice were going to be mine place. actually because I don't I don't really feel I've received much stuff because I don't I don't remember going to that many events that have goodie bags. So I'm going with that. I'll tell you what else. It's it's oh no, that's not a goodie bag. No, never mind. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's mine. I think it was that was a really, really useful little bit of kit. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, speaking of, that's been pushed back, obviously due to the coronavirus situation. Um, but I think it's a sensible choice to to try and actually keep it alive and just push it back. It's not, you know, nothing's been cancelled. So, Mike, Mike, um, Mike Lim must have been pretty on it, and I, I appreciate all this hard work. And hopefully, hopefully. It still goes ahead later this year, and we still get some good engagement on it. I'm still going. Same. I'm still making the trip. Cool. Next question Do it. from Rich Keeling. Is it me? That um, I'm looking for, yes. <laughs> yes. We do we want are... a podcast before you go to Australia. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, we're trying yeah. to get to record with. We asked him <laughs> to do it last, the other week, and it was his wife's birthday, so we couldn't. Which so, is uh, we'll, of her, really. We'll try and sort one. 
Yeah. Uh, the next questions come from Gubs because I only posted this up about an hour ago. Uh, fucking hell, this guy's name. Gout Remen Gunleeksrud. Sorry, mate. I fucked that one. <laughs> Just uh, sorry. His question is, how crazy can the Shepherd's Ring Out game get for no influence? I think it's 14 inches, isn't it? Okay, uh, let me get the cards. I'm pretty sure it's 14 inches. Six from the dogs plus four from the ram. So we're at ten already. Um, the other two... The other two pig's got a couple. Two from the pig. So no, no, no. Yeah, it's oh, without no, influence. No dice. Right. So that's no, four. No we're, we're, at, we're at ten. ten. This, this no is countdown and I've got 14. Where's where's the other four? <laughs> Show you're working, Dan. I believe I need, there's no target number. I need to um double check. No, no, incorrect. Don't worry, it's not fourteen. I thought you could battering ram on both the honor legendary and ram activation, but you can't. Yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. uh, so ten for no so influence. Ten for free. Yes. But you do need harvests for six of that. And they need to be pretty specifically placed harvests as well. Yeah. And they kind of already need to be relatively near the edge anyway, because just me or did he cut out? He did he cut, cut, out. cut out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm back. Am I here? Yeah. What yeah. were you saying, Matt? We missed what you said. It wasn't important. They have to be pretty close to the edge. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have right. to be within ten, but you know what I mean, like. Because you, those guys are pretty slow. There you go, Gal. Hope that covers it. Sorry about your name. But the um, ring, just to, so I think what you're getting at, like the ring out game is going to be good. It's going to be fun. I'm interested to see if I can get that shit to work. I think it's going to be specifically good against returning models. Agreed. Yeah. So I think you'll probably have to like resort to taking someone out conventionally once, but then you might get the cheeky second off them coming back on. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> Mike Pollard asks, what are your toilet roll alternatives of choice? Um, uh, like the Sunday I, I, newspaper. Got, got in early, mate. Nice. Got loads of toilet paper. Don't worry about it. That's strong, Dom. Stop um, isn't it? I'm running low on socks. <laughs> I, did, I did see a... <laughs> I sent a, 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 a gif or a TikTok of someone sitting down on the toilet going to go there's no loo roll checks the cupboard no loo roll checks the other cupboard no loo roll and the camera just slowly pans to his dog I just bought two big packs of um, oh I bought a pack of um, kitchen roll I had to was forced to I haven't used it yet I'm considering bread knifing it in half so it's like the same size as a toilet roll I thought, uh, do, you mean, do you mean the kitchen roll or um. <laughs> the dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I can mount it on what? the shit. I don't, I don't like a toilet roll. Does it spin still what I was... Fine, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about the kitchen roll. And he was oh, talking like... about the shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't stop me needing to wipe. That would just make flushing even more efficient. And give me a pooey knife. <laughs> Which would be yeah. great for if I like have someone I really don't like and I want to make sure the wounds fester. Do you want some yeah. Nutella? That'll give you poison <laughs> minus one defense. Oh, oh dirty knives. Oh. Right, Jesus. well, there we go. Uh, that's um, that's that's five hours ever. So what? I, hang, so our alternatives to toilet rolls were pooey knives. That's why. Or the sun. Or I'm the sun. going with Dom on this one. Yeah, the, yeah. the paper, not the star. 
Alex Johnson then asks, is it true that an unedited Roll Better episode is measured in days? Weeks. I mean... It's a tough one, mate. Yeah. Time's we, relative, isn't it? We have, we have full eight-figure um, timestamps. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll crack that five-hour mark. Well, the funniest one was with that fella. That, that, that recently, that fella was like, uh, was someone that commented on one of our posts. And he was like, "Really liked your episode. I'm now going to go back to the start and catch up with it this week." And I was like, "You're fucking not." Yeah. <laughs> not unless you're going to have it as like some weird background music yeah, to your I was gonna life. Say, you're going to fall asleep to us. Good luck. I do. I would like us to do like a 24-hour live stream where we where we literally fill the entire 24 hours of time. Oh, I think that'd be incredible. I'd love to do that. We just well, instead of recording, we just become a Twitch channel. Yeah, and we're just we're we do just a twenty-four on a hour just, episode. A twenty-four hour just chatting with the guys. Well, I, we, yeah. can, we can have an ASMR section. We can have a cooking with Barry section. We can... I was going to say cooking cooking section seems to be absolutely popping off. We can boot up Jackbox and have audience participation. Yes, we can play a Smash oh. Arena. It'll be a variety oh, show. Do you could totally do it like um, it's it's quite common in like leftist YouTubers at the moment. Like um, the first guy that did it, I think, was uh, H Bomber guy who did the Donkey Kong stream for charity. You 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 do it like that. Like you would have guests coming in. Um, like you could, I don't know, like have a good cause for it. Like you could totally do it. It would be fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, it, we should put it on the shelf of things we'd really like to do. Probably never will. Might. Roll oh, better, roll better does. Yeah, I was gonna say, roll better does GDQ with alcohol and a cooking session. I love it. I mean, I'm on board with it. I've got, we've got the school holidays are coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm on board. One of my favourite. Um... So's coronavirus. <laughs> One of my favourite uh, internet channels uh, does. There's a really old game called Desert Bus. Which is basically you drive one long road in America and the steering wheel lists slightly to the left for the entire time. <laughs> and they played that for a stupid amount of time for charity. Yeah, I know that game. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> oh. Well, there's that one. Danny then asks another question, because yeah. Danny's Danny and he can. Have any of you ever won a best painted dice in a competition? No, we just came away with the golds from your event. <laughs> hey, oh. so, so. I, I, I have I've had actually... one. I have had one and a pink best gold dice. I'm so jealous of that best gold dice. Yeah, yeah I love those dice high. so much. I want uh, one of those cards. Rosie Cube. No, oh, you've had lots of best goals, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Back when I had the windmill goal, uh, I got a number of uh, best goal ones. Um, I've had one or two second or thirds, but yeah, like a couple of best goals. Uh, never best painted. Um, I think it's fine, got... I guess, but. I want to win a best goal with my T-Rex skull, but it's not really a thing anymore, the best goal, so much. It's more yeah. painted. But I was really pleased with my T-Rex skull with chains around it. It does look lovely. Steward your team. Mm. I was thinking you've nailed the egg. Oh, like, yeah, that egg. That egg to work to get nice yeah. and smooth. Is the egg the ball? Yeah, the egg is... I got one of those... You know the Easter egg I did, which was an Easter egg wrapped with a bow wrapped in it? Yeah. Wrapped around it, sorry. I just did that, and I filed down the... Um, filed down the bow so it was a nice round smooth egg and then I um, put a like two coats of gloss varnish over it so it's really smooth and shiny perfect perfect the next question from Beige McDuck he says cheeky questions 
I always like a cheeky question. What's the best toilet paper to use during this crisis? Two, three, or four ply? Um, I like to treat my bum really well, so I go with three ply generally because it's accessible. With four ply, you don't really see that much, but take good care uh, of your bum, and your bum will take good, good care of you. The one thing I was told before my brief stint at uni was the one thing that you should never scrimp out on is toilet paper. One hundred percent correct. If my toilet paper isn't enriched with aloe vera or cocoa butter, that shit's not coming near me. It's got Ooh, cocoa, cocoa butter. butter. Nice. I like it, Barry. I'm gonna when when toilet paper is available again in a few years' time. I can't wait to look for some cocoa butter. Well, the if you've ever been to the loo in my house, then you probably utilised it. I have been to the loo in your house. I don't often poo at your house. Yeah, I don't think I've ever sure. pooped at your house. Well, I, I let's say to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I come over, I'll brew one up special. Sure, sure, sure. I'll have one cooking. Yeah. <laughs> you just run through the door. Out of the way, I've got one in the oven, one in the chamber. Would it be a warming oven? oven. Yeah. Oh, really? I've got a turtle's head. The second part of this question is also, does the new campaign league mode give miners an unfair advantage? Falconers with the bear, navigators with knuckles, order with decimates. So the new what campaign... the fuck is campaign mode? So Okay, in the this month's edition of Tabletop Wargaming yes. magazine, I have bought it, but I have not yet received it. There is a two or three page spread that is the Guild Ball campaign system, which is very much in the old vein of Blood Bowl, where there's lots of random. Everything's very amped up to the max. It's swinging. I don't. I do not believe the intention is for it to be necessarily balanced in any way. No fun has been ramped up. Like in this mode, you can kick players. <laughs> and there's like rocket boots as well, I believe. Yes, uh, so you yeah. can just splat scatter your player whenever you want. Well, that's brilliant. I've got to look into this more deeply. Uh, so, I don't think it does because at that point you should probably just be playing the major anyway. Um, but I don't think the intention is necessarily to be the most balanced system in the world. No, no, I think it's fun, fun, fun. All day long. The moment, the moment the mag turns up, take it down the club, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think it's just to kind of, like, the, the spirit of that campaign is to have, like, just wacky stuff happen. And, yeah. um, like, in there, it, it, it allows us to try weird things, like, what if the minor guilds could have more captains yeah. and could take more of the major guild stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to try, yep. you know, having uh, having the bear and a whole bunch of Harry Mark. There's your chance right there. You can also uh, time travel in that because it allows you to, whenever one of your players gets taken out, you can then bring on another player of the type, not necessarily the same player. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can have Captain Boar get taken out and replaced by Ox and then have one well, squad be taken out and replaced by Boar. So you can time travel Boar. Well, the Sawbones could do marvellous things these days. Yeah, so. just get, give him an eye back. Have you played it, Dom? Um, we, uh, yeah, I've done a bit of it. Yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, real good cool. fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I, it was, it, well, it's, it's, it's like any playtesting thing, really. It's always good to, uh, it's, it's, it's always good to be involved with stuff and see, uh, you know, kind of what levers there are to pull. And, um, I just hope you guys have as much fun playing it as we did testing it. Yeah, looking yeah, forward to it. No, it sounds fun. I wonder if there'll be an event that runs it and says, right, guys, this is bonkers. Let's do it. <laughs> Someone and should should we run that event? I can't wait to give Cena rocket boots. <laughs> I just want to use Amber and Shepherds. 
Rocky Bear. Yeah, our next question so Matt stop singing. Yep. <laughs> Andrew Dodd. How much how no, not how much. Read it, John, you fucking idiot. How more how, how more likely is Yeah, it, to be fair, you, get... you fucked up to start that question. It wasn't your fault. That doesn't make sense. I'm also a bit of a fucking, <laughs> fucking idiot, but it's fine. How more likely is it the closer we get to the end of March that there won't be a traditional six month errata? I'll be honest, timelines at the moment I know SFG aren't the best at keeping on to them, but coronavirus has probably fucked lots of shit up. So any release dates of anything, delays are just inevitable. Yeah. If we don't get it this month, if it kicks back to April, well, we hope. Lots of lots of people saying, oh, this is what we think is going to come in the Arta. It hasn't been announced yet. Um, hopefully it comes in March if there is one. If not, I don't want Dom to weigh in on this because I don't want to get him in trouble or anything. I, I mean, can't possibly say. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. That's the, the classic SFG answer. He's got exactly. it. He's learning. Do we have oh. Grace on the call? Yeah. No, 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 no. But there is like a red dot that has appeared like from my window and it's like <laughs> where Perkins' house is. So like, my phones are numbered. <laughs> get down. Then we have the next question of two. We've got two questions from Tom Hodson. Cottingham, we hung around, hung, yeah, hung around with at Steam Club, didn't we? At Steam Club, that was a fun time. Um, he says, "What is your favourite Cadbury's chocolate?" That's the first. Oh. Remember, Cadbury's oh. has to be a Cadbury's chocolate. I've got, I've got to be honest with you. The moment you said it, a whisper popped into my head. Uh, man after my own heart. That's my Cadbury's go-to. Otherwise, yeah. favourite chocolate is probably a. Nestle toffee cream. That's not the question, though. I don't know why the fuck you're telling us this pointless information, John, because that's got nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I went to the same venture <laughs> as Barry with the Cadbury idea. I wanted to expand to say that it's not my favourite and was hoping Barry would then reply with his fave. Uh, whisper? Miss, missing <laughs> my point. No, it's a whisper. Like, I can't change it. No, so, me and Barry have gone a whisper. A whisper is a strong option. I'm actually having a quick look at the. What do you um... mean look? <laughs> I'm you either love it or you just don't. Just think of one. Just think of one. I, no, I, so my, I just want to my... make sure I get the name right. Oh, oh, oh! This is are you going about there. I this enjoy the Dairy Milk Marvelous Creations Jelly Popping Candy. Oh, interesting! Interesting. Wow. Someone's got fancy delusions of grandeur. But if you ever want to take it back, you've got to go with a Freddo, I think. Ooh, it's tough not to say a Freddo, actually. And He's the entire SPG Facebook group did. Yeah, they, yeah, they're all... Any SPG listeners, we have a, a shouting and cheering in triumph. It, it's hard not to agree with that. Um, Am I allowed to say one that's not... No, it's, it said chocolate bar, so I'm not going to try and fucking tweak the rules. I'm, um, I'm actually going to go with a Freddo, because there's like a nostalgia value there. Yeah, there we go. That's the chocolate answer. Dom, you well, are the last. What is your well, chocolate? when it comes to chocolate, I'm a broken wreck of a human being. My body doesn't really process chocolate that well. So yeah. I can manage chocolate in only very small amounts. So if it's Cadbury, I can just about manage a fudge bar without my eyes exploding. Oh, so it would be a normal, bar. boring fudge bar. How, <laughs> how, how would you feel about, about fudge bar? Fudge bars are the first fudge? things to go out the selection box for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. What about a Cadbury's button? Not a pack, just 
uh, button. Oh, buttons are good though as well, aren't they? Like uh, the, the snap of a button is very satisfying. Oh, yes, true. they were my second choice because the ability to control how many buttons you have in a mouthful I enjoy. Is it one? Is it a sandwich or two? Is it three? Is it four? Uh, and but having control yeah, of how many buttons you eat is not possible. Do you do you flat side to flat side? Obviously, one hundred. 100%. Except when I do a sandwich of three, because one has to be the big spoon. Now, do you ever do the five? Where you have a, 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 a flat to flat, a flat to flat, with a with a random either way up in the middle? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I'm just checking we're on the same way. Yeah, man. 100%. If we're if we're getting into the sort of the, the smaller bites, I'm a big fan of a Cabri de Claire. I've never been. A I, fan of I don't them. have the time. I don't have the time for them. <laughs> they're a car. They're a car journey suite. Yes, you'll take that. Yeah, but, a car journey sweet. But if you if you if you have them when they're a, you know which are a little above when they're nice and soft, you can chew through them quite nicely and get to that chocolatey goodness in the middle. And yeah, but that's why they're a good car journey sweet. You buy them on the way up there. No one ever eats them because no one wants to eat the eclairs. They're slightly melted, but on the way back they're lovely. Mm. In the time right? it takes to suck one, I've eaten three whispers. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean other Cadburys. We, we might as well go on. Title of your sex tape. You've, you've always got your cream eggs and. Lastly, you've no, always got the ca- nostalgic factor of a now, curly whirly. Now, Cadbury's cream eggs no longer use dairy milk chocolate. Oh, they're the Hershey's, American aren't they? Pay to that. No, no, it's Cad- it's Cadbury's chocolate. It is not Cadbury's dairy milk. Oh, I thought it was like a Hershey's chocolate thing where they do. No, no, it's not as waxy as that shit, but it isn't top-notch dairy milk. C- can I just say, I can't believe we've not even mentioned mini eggs yet. Ooh, that is a oh shit! This is like, how have we fucking forgotten? Because they're not it's... a chocolate bar. They are not. Yeah, a I chocolate know, but we're bar. talking about eclairs and buttons. They're not chocolate bars either. Yeah, because you bought it up. I didn't bring up that. Barry brought up the buttons. I'm upset. True. I'm upset with myself now. Mini I know. Egg. I feel bad about it. In my naughty drawer at work right now. I have... <laughs> <laughs> Barry can't know. deal with those at work. <laughs> Uh, well, or, I do, but that's not my naughty drawer. Or is um, it his paint vibrator? <laughs> I, I do have a pack of <laughs> mini eggs, but they are the Happy Shopper brand mini eggs, for that is what the on-site juicers sell. So they're not mini eggs, then? No, are they, eggs, they are. are they small? I think they're called, like, Cadbury's chocolate snack eggs or something. But I've got to be honest, they're bloody good. And for the price... Tough to beat. You don't notice that much that they ain't Cadbury's. Oh, I do bloody love a mini egg. <laughs> if we're talking, if, actually, we're talking the smaller buys. It's not a Claire's. It's every downtime. Easter's such a good time of the year purely because they are prolific. Yeah, agreed. What about those little Cadbury snack cakes that have the egg on top? No, now you're venturing They're cake. Nice. We've got to draw oh, yeah, the line yes. somewhere, boys. Okay, okay. We're drawing the line, but I love them. Um, yeah. What were we talking about? Next question. <clears throat> so Tom then uh, then goes on after his chocolate question, which obviously was a well, very important, that, very, very important one for us. He says, "With social distancing now becoming uh, now being strongly encouraged, I would like to know your opinions of Vassal. I think it's shit. It's <laughs> my opinion. I'm looking forward to trying it. I'll give it a go. Games are games, ain't they? Hmm." It's a, it's a tough one because especially if you like if you're not a PC gamer, I think Vassal probably is easier for you to pick up and play. If I'm playing Vassal, I'm sitting at my PC. My PC has so much other stuff on it. I would rather be doing. Yeah, just, I didn't see that. Like, why yeah. would I play 
clunky fucking browser-based shit when I can play an actual game. But you know, that that's me. As I said, for me, it's about well, I'm a I, I like my miniatures. I like my, my my toy soldiers. I'm just gonna turn up to Matt's in a hazmat suit to get uh, practice. <laughs> Do it. I mean, in all seriousness, like I I think we are dismissing the merit of that question in terms of and the question earlier. Like, I really want to play some Gilball, and if we are self isolating, if someone gets ill, like John's ill, so we we are not hanging around with John right now. Um, that is real, and like I want to play some Gilball. I want to play Shepherds, and if the only way I'm going to get to play Shepherds right now is on Vassal, then I'm going to do it. That's yeah, fair play. I just can't. Like I'll probably watch you guys play if you guys are able to screen share on Discord or something like that. Uh, Discord has a go live streaming option built in. It's really yeah, good. that's what I'm I mean. Actually, I think genuinely I'll... intuitive to use. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. I, I would watch them guys play it. It's good, quite good. But but I wouldn't. I think it'd be interesting if we were in a group sitting down and playing it all together, but I wouldn't be able to just play a one-on-one. I don't, just don't think the enjoyment factor's there. It's, it's going to go back to the pub days of sitting there with a notebook and telling you why well, you're bad. <laughs> it's oh, how fun. I miss them. <laughs> Good times. Mate, everyone misses the pub. Everyone misses the wings. Oh, the and the freak wings. shakes. The cats and, and that, fries. That day when they were they were out of... I wanted a freak shake, and they were like, sorry, we're out of milk. And I was like, you what? Oh, we're out of milk. It's like... There's, there's I can literally shop. see a co-op 10 yards away. I will buy you milk. And they Did were like, the no. Milk? I went to go buy milk and they were like, no, we can't use it. The fuck? Get your act together, Wings. What's up with you? Yeah, that I was furious. The next question is from Danny Stroud again. Fucking hell, Danny. Asking them all, isn't he? How is your own social distancing going and what tips can you offer all of us? Well, I've been at home since... Tuesday last week? Monday last week? I'm just playing fucking loads of WoW. Uh, it's a miracle I... you're here recording, really, rather than reading. Hey, <laughs> I even logged off. I know, this. I've been watching your Discord like um, status, and I've, I'm impressed that it's not gone, it's playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> Incredible scenes. I mean, the fact that we're recording this on Discord, like not just Dom being on Discord, but all four of us are on separate computers in our own homes rather than crowding around one mic is it's yeah. groundbreaking new... Recording has always been a social thing for us, and this is the first time we're recording not all in the same place. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is, and it's a shame, but... Well, we're still being social, I'm still enjoying it. No, but you don't no well, of course, but we are, we're doing our social distancing bit. But I'm not, I don't know how I'm going to deal with it. I think... if I think... <sighs> The problem is, I'm in a quite a unique position. Don may well be as well, where I actually really like my job a lot, and I want to be there. And when they said today, like you're going to be on a hiatus for a month, I was like, gutted. Hmm. Yeah, for me, yeah, I want to be there. It's really tough. I don't enjoy my job in the same way that you guys do, but I do enjoy being busy. And the real tough thing for me is working from home is just inconvenient because I can't get as much done as when I'm out on site. So the stuff I have been doing for a week has <clears> been <throat> tough because people just keep asking you stupid questions and you can't go and point at the thing you want them to do from home. So mm. it's just, it's not making my job harder. It's just making it more frustrating. And I like the ability to jump on the tube and go straight into London whenever I want to. But, you know, so... if, if buts and ands, I just hope, I just don't know when this fucking self-isolation thing goes over. Like, no. When, when do you well, when do you stop doing blah blah blah? 
I'm committing to having, at the end of my hiatus, I'm committing to having a Guild Ball team actually finished. Believe Painted, when I see it. based, done. What team are you thinking of doing? Um, well, the Shepherds, assuming we get, when are we meant to get them? Is it the end of March, that um, last weekend of March? Yep. End of March is release day. So it might be Shepherds. If not, it will be it'll be one of either miners or actually finishing my blacksmiths because I do fancy popping back to them. Weren't you going to repaint and finish some alchemists as well? Yes, but now I'm not on alchemists for a while. Like I've had my fun. Okay. I've got my my jollies with Soma and Betcat, so um, I want to try some jollies elsewhere. So, oh, just going back to the uh, social distancing very briefly, I'm kind of fucked on that front. Um, I'm a trainee teacher. I'm, if like, if one of us is going to get coronavirus, it's going to be me, isn't it? Because <laughs> I'm around 30 slimy six-year-olds every day. Someone, yeah, it, it's, it, I don't it's know. if one of us is at risk of catching it, it's probably me. Although... I'm not. I'm not like in an at-risk group for you know dying from it or anything like that. Luckily, but I I would have to isolate because I can't risk giving it to anyone. I was going to say mine was tough because like last week when I was started like coughing, it's a real tough one for me because I started coughing after I went to site. So I'd got on the tube. I'd gone through central London. I got off at two of the largest train stations in fucking London, and I'd gone to my site meetings. And then I started coughing, but it it could have been because I was on site all day on a building site mm. that was caked in dust. You can't fucking yeah. risk it, do you know what I mean? I have Absolutely. then since then started to become felt like felt ill, but I don't know whether that's to do with it, like blah 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 blah. Yeah, but, it could be it could be COVID, it could be just your your you're unwell with something else. That's, that's yeah. the thing. But you've just got to take the the smart move. But the other thing for me is like you, John, for me it's I worked from home for five, six years. Um, in my last job, and like uh, it did not suit me. Got bad for my mental health. My, st- my sort of like my personality got even worse than it is at the moment, and my productivity d- dipped massively. I need to be. I need to. You got to keep me busy. You got to keep giving me stuff to do. I can't be left to my own devices. I mean, I'm probably better when people tell me what to do because otherwise, I'm definitely doing something that I want to do whilst doing it. Yeah. But- I'm fortunate in the way that my work is I work when I need to work as opposed to working at certain hours. So like after this, I will be logging on and doing some work, but that's because I don't sleep till three o'clock in the morning anyway. Because you're fucked. Yes. Gaming live, isn't it? <laughs> uh, what are you planning to do, Dobby? If you do self like you've got a plan for models yeah. for gaming? So uh, I've got the Shepherds to paint, obviously, so that's kind of my, my first immediate goal. Um, I've got. I've been playing a lot of Warhammer Quest on the Nintendo Switch at the moment, so that's been oh. a good laugh. Uh, the first one is basically a, a like-for-like recreation of the classic board game, so that's been good fun to play that. Uh, aside from that, um, well, um, I have online Switch and Smash Brothers, so if anyone wants to play against my K rule, they're welcome to do so. Um, and so, the other so... thing, I'm... <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, it's the it's the camping of Smash. It's that he's actually not that high tier of a character. He's actually not that good. Um, uh, the other thing I'll do is I'm planning to take advantage of a lot of things like Discord channels. So even if I can't say actually be in a space with people, I'm going to try and do the next best thing. Um Because yeah. isolation's going to be a trip. So um, I'm just trying to keep myself busy more than anything. So are your um, 
D&D group switching to Discord sessions? We're already on Discord because I am based, uh, in terms of where everybody is, the GM and myself are obviously based in, well, I'll say obviously, I'm in Manchester, he's also in Manchester, and then one of them is in about an hour outside of London, the other two live on opposite ends of London, so because we're all over the place, we play entirely through Discord anyway. Oh, cool. Um, so that because... can keep going, that won't be affected, that's nice. Yeah, if, if anything... Everyone being limited has made getting the group together a little bit easier. Yeah. Because it was like, well, we know where we're going to be of an evening, so who wants to do another session? That's one of the silver linings that no one's really been talking about for coronavirus, is it makes online D&D a lot easier to walk. So <laughs> Every cloud, right? Every cloud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that and getting painting projects done. I mean, I don't tend to have much of a painting <coughs> queue anyway, but for people who do... If... This is what it takes them to get the paint queued in. I guess that's a small mercy. I guess. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking at my uh, early war French cavalry bolt action army to actually get a little bit dented. Do it. I found it humorous when they decided to publish on the news. They were like, "People going into self isolation. They're not going to know what to do." Blah 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 blah. I was like, "I've been training for this for the last fucking twelve years of my life. <laughs> I've been playing online games." Four nights a week for so long. I am so ready to sit by myself and play computer games. It's that it's that meme of uh, Professor Hulk from Endgame, isn't it? It's like it's like I was made for this. <laughs> I literally was. <laughs> you gotta pump those numbers up. Those, those are rookie numbers in this bracket. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, the last Tony, question. Actually... I'm always isolating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Unless people have posted Avengers... while I'm recording. And then it's the Avengers theme just played on a really sad kazoo, like... Wah, wah, wah. Oh, fuck. Uh, I used to have a kazoo. If only I had it, that would have been perfect for me to start doing it then. Of uh, course you I, I mean, If only that could should... be the outro to this mu- uh, to this uh, episode. Uh, last question is, Dyson, how are you intending to spend your time in quarantine? I'm still working, because working from home allows me to be able to do this. But I will also be playing lots of World of Warcraft because that's what I'm doing at the moment. I've got shit loads of work to do if I get isolated. Mm. I'm currently still going into work. If I do have to self-isolate, they are working out ways mm. that I can work from home. Otherwise, <coughs> lots of cat time and lots of computer <laughs> game time. Uh, Warhammer Quest, painting shepherds and uh, proofreading, probably, because it's quite difficult to do playtesting by yourself. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm working next week and then painting Gilbo and French World. Cool. The last um, question actually came in from a Battle.net chat of mine, hmm. which is from Rich Lawrence. Okay. And his question for the podcast is, is a undergeared disciplined priest and unholy DK a viable two versus two arena team? No, because it's undergeared, obviously. Come on now. But gear scales now. Like, I mean, it's tough, isn't it? No. <laughs> if you're not killing yourself as part of your rotation, you're playing priest role. <laughs> so, in I... short, no. But me, me and Rich have been playing a lot of two v two arena, and it's good fun. Neat. Uh, no me... other, no other, no other questions. Do you want me to do uh, a uh, a vocal kazoo? No. Um, no, the no, as the no. outro, hard pass. <laughs> well, before we finish up, I would like to say, please do enter our competition. Yeah, as our special guest has. 
And then I would like to say thank you very much to our special guest. Thank you for having me on, guys. Thank you for having me on. Uh, Yeah, it was a pleasure to talk to you and uh, take the guys to talk about a project that uh, means so much to me as well. So that's really special. Thank you very much. Will you come back again soon? If you'll have me, of course. I don't know. We'll we'll see about the downloads first. (laughs) See what the numbers are like. See what the numbers are like. (laughs) No pressure then. No, when you come down to the LGT, we'll try and get some recording in while you're there. Oh, certainly, yeah. That'd, that'd be, be good fun. Maybe then, do- go on. As I said, with Dom on, maybe we might be, like, not the ninth favourite Guild Ball podcast. We could get up to eight. <laughs> the lofty bitch. heights of eight. I know, right? Wait, what? We're not the top? <laughs> no, we'll be like we. the rat catchers of podcasts. <clears throat> yeah, everyone loves us, though, <laughs> doesn't they? 23%. <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. I just thought everyone did. Fine. No. We have a small, dedicated cadre of sociopaths who can listen to four-hour episodes. <laughs> hey, that's all I need. Every one of you. <laughs> that's all I need. Oh, but, but thanks, Dom. I hope it goes. It's going all right there. I hope your self-isolation, if it happens, is all right. Uh, I'm. I'm a. I, I, I'm. I'm a nerd that plays games. I'm sure I'll make it work. Yeah, right. fine. <laughs> And if uh, yeah, is equipped to survive this, it's the nerds. There's there's oh, yeah. talk that we we might be popping up to Manchester, maybe mm-hmm. it, at some point. And if we do, we'll follow at you. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. By all means, we'll get some games in and a takeaway. Yes. Well, there hasn't been a proper all better podcast like the takeaway. So if we need to delay it somewhat, we then complete the podcast just. <laughs> In the future, yeah, so this this podcast will not have an outro because we have not finished. To be continued. To be takeawayed. Well, I was hoping we could get Dom to do our our sign out. Oh, oh, god! I've made it! I've made it. it! Okay, 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 okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> Coronavirus. <laughs> Grim, and please do roll better. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Are you trying to do a kazoo noise? It keeps cutting in and out intermittently. It's going too loud, but I was doing the kazoo Avengers. Uh, I want to get out. <laughs> Let me off the podcast. Stop the podcast. I want to get off. I will turn this podcast around. Thank you.